0: PS Station
1: the Podcast PlayStation 3 PSP News and Reviews plus so much more. Hey, we're puking rainbows on episode 135 of the PS Station Podcast. <laughs> That's right, Taste puking rainbows. The rainbow. <laughs> It's Glenn. It's Mark. You've heard us before. Uh, Martin was supposed to yeah. be here, but we have no idea what happened to him. So obviously he may hey, uh, join us mid show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he might join us mid uh, mid show. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. I don't. We don't know where he is. So we're just gonna start without him. So suck on that, Martin. Uh,
2: <laughs> suck it. Okay, wrong with suck the accent.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Just a tad. I mean, if you want to sound yeah. Scottish like Martin, you gotta do a little bit different. So. <laughs> oh,
2: wait, I thought we, we decided he was Flynn from Uncharted 2.
0: Oh, that's right!
1: <laughs> Except he doesn't have the wavy hair, the sexy wavy hair. But He could. Uh, yeah, so big week this week, uh, including an interview that we kind of did at the last minute, but we had some incredible questions and an, an mm-hmm. incredible discussion. So I'm just going to go over the regular stuff first. We're going to talk a little bit about Extra Life. Uh, new releases, an interview with Nathan Vella of Capybara, uh, who brought us Critter Crunch. A couple of news items, what we're playing, a review of Critter Crunch. If Martin shows up, he'll be doing a review of Dirt 2, uh, Mark's review of Uncharted 2, emails and voicemail, and uh, the Trophy Watch. So, uh, right off the bat, if you want to email us, you can do that. Uh, you can send any emails to podcast at psnation.org. You can also send us a voicemail that way in like an MP3 format if you'd like. You can also leave us a voicemail if you have Skype. You can actually just connect up to WDT-Torgo. Or you can call our regular voicemail line. Standard long distance rates apply. And that number is 920-626-4464. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at PS Nation Podcast, Or on Twitter at Twitter.com slash PS3Nation or at PS3Nation if you want. Uh yeah, so a lot of different ways to get a hold of us and actually our one- I didn't do any voicemails off Skype this week. I literally walked in the door and we started the interview with uh with Nathan, so I didn't have time to do any of the voicemails, but uh Super Gay Parade actually sent us a couple. I grabbed one right away, so we'll be doing his voicemail tonight with the emails. Um, but extra life. We we I mentioned it last week, and we talked a little bit about it the last couple of weeks. It is coming up very soon. Uh, Mark, Jesse, and myself will be doing it uh, mm-hmm. starting November. Oh, fight kids, though. So. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I swear, I'm not going to fight any kids. I'm not. I'm Cage not fighting match. kids <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I'll crush them. Yeah, so I'm going to make a post on our website for it uh, probably tomorrow night, and also I'm going to be uh, gussying up our our site over at uh, the Texas Children's Hospital website. But uh, we we have some very cool news. Uh, basically, we're asking you to donate some money, and uh, you know the standard thing is a dollar an hour. We're going to be doing it for 24 hours, so $24 that you be donating, and of course you can do more. And and many people last year did, and and it was very much appreciated. We we Raised a lot more than I think we thought we were going to. And, and this year we're trying to surpass that, of course. And uh, we're getting some help from a, a lot of people already. And, uh, you know, we got a few weeks left. Um, so, what we're going to do is, uh, and, and I'm going to explain the different tiers here, but we're going to do a raffle. So, if you don't donate a certain amount of money, you're going to get a certain amount of raffle tickets. And uh, at the end of the 24 hours, we're going to be choosing some raffle tickets off for some very kick ass prizes. Um, so a few things, EA already donated three vouchers for the PS3 version of Madden NFL Arcade, which is coming out in December. So you're going to know already in November if you're going to have that game when it comes out. Uh, so we've got three vouchers for that. We're getting some vouchers for the pain DLC, uh, from San Diego studios. They're also going to get us some other vouchers as well. Maybe some high, high velocity bowling, uh, some other stuff as well. So we're kind of waiting on that one, but I already have the DLC for pain and then we're, we're working on maybe getting, uh, hopefully, uh, a pair of heads uh, gaming headphones from Turtle Beach. We're waiting to hear back from them. Uh, but but the coup de gras, guys, uh, Sony San Diego Studios got us a PSP Go to give away uh, in this raffle. Uh, we don't even like, have what, one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I might go buy <laughs> one Friday. I don't know. Yet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Christian Phillips, who's been on the show a couple times, I talked to him, and... The guy just is awesome. He arranged to get us one, and we're going to be raffling this off. So for a lot less than $250, you'll have a, a very good chance at winning a PSP Go. Uh, so, so the different tiers are going to break down like this. Uh, if you donate $10, you get one raffle ticket. Uh, if you go the dollar an hour, which is $24, you'll get four raffle tickets. And all this is going to be posted on the site as well. If you go $2 an hour, which is, ends up being 48 bucks, you get 10 tickets. an hour at $72 total is 18 tickets. $4 an hour, or $96, you'll get 30 tickets. And then a little boost if you want to just go a flat $100, uh, you'll get 32 tickets, so two extras there. If you want to go $5 an hour, which is $120 total, that's 45 tickets. $6 an hour at $144 total, you get 65 tickets. And if you donate $200 or more, you're going to get 100 raffle tickets. Uh, Yes, you can win more than than once, Uh, and you'll have a very, very good chance at winning a PSP Go. Uh, And like I said, we're going to try to get some other stuff. We're trying to work something out for maybe some MAG Beta DLC codes, uh, some other stuff. So I'm still working on things. We have a couple weeks left, uh, but we are are trying to get some more prizes to throw into the bin here. Uh, Oh, oh, also, Joystick. Uh, Andrew is arranging to get us the Random Box O Swag. So we're going to have a ton of swag in a box and you can win that box I think. I don't know if we're going to separate it out or not. I think we're just going to do the box o swag. Oh, really? <laughs> just because it sounds cooler.
2: <laughs> I don't know yet. Let's see how much we'll we get. We could do a couple little swag packs.
1: Yeah, yeah, or something like that. So, but apparently Joystick's going to he he says he's going to raid the archives and essentially send us a big box o swag. So uh, <laughs> it should be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to see what he finds. So, yeah, on my lunch hours every day at work, I've been working on some companies. The other cool thing about Extra Life uh, that's going to really benefit you guys is, uh, and we don't have a confirmation from a couple of them yet, but Mark and I and, and hopefully Jesse will, will participate in this, but since we're going to have three PS3s in the same room, of course we don't want it to be on surround sound. Uh, Turtle Beach has already supplied us with a, with a pair of the p21 headset. So I talked today to Triton and also to Astral gaming, and we're gonna try to do, you know, we have 24 hours to sit there and play games. Why not test out these really cool gaming headsets? Uh, so we're gonna try to do like a headset showdown. Uh, you know, eight hours a piece and we can probably get some pretty good data and, and, you know, maybe the show afterwards we can get on and review these headsets for all you guys, you know, right before Christmas, if you want to ask for a headset uh, for gaming, there you go. So uh, we're going to be doing that as well, which I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff going on for extra life. Check out the Twitter. I've been putting the uh, link up pretty much every day, but uh, the, the Texas children's page that we have will be updated tonight. And uh, we'll continue to update it if more prizes get added for the raffle, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, the link to get there, the Ways to Give site, is in our show notes. It'll be on our front page on psnation.org by Friday night. And uh, it'll be everywhere. So if you guys want to go out there and donate, definitely do that. And like, if we add something where what I'm hoping is we get enough MAG beta codes to maybe say like the first 20 people that donate get a MAG beta code, uh, if you've already done that, and we get the mag, mag beta codes later, it'll be grandfathered in, so you're already in that group. So I'm not sure. We don't have them in our hands, so I didn't want to promise that stuff yet. That's all. Cool. Yeah. Very so, ma- cool. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, essentially, you know, you don't have to. If you went a dollar an hour for us for 24 bucks, you have four chances to win a 250 dollars PSP. Go.
2: Not a bad deal. Not at all.
1: And other stuff. I so- mean, that Madden game is going to be 15 bucks. We've got. Some other stuff that's, you know, more than what you're donating even. So there you go. All right. That's enough of me talking. Mark, new
2: releases. Oh wait, we should probably add one thing that maybe you mentioned and I tuned it out. But we do have our (laughs) own page for X Yeah. We do have our own page for Extra Life, but we're still part of like the VG Evo as a whole. Yes, yes, we are. The donation drive. Right.
1: So what happens is (laughs) we set our goal and that adds on to the VG Evo goal. And if you go to our page, you'll see a link there to go to VG Evo. The team is actually VG Evo. We're one member of that team. So, essentially member. If in case. Yes. vgevo.com. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> uh you'll see that right on our 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 Extra Life page and you can check out the totals and everything else. But, you know, Mark and I have our own goal set that we'd like to Mm -hmm. reach. And
2: uh, And I think some of the other shows are too, because all our podcasting buddies are doing the same thing like they did last year where we're all going to be doing our own little marathons.
1: Right. And actually they're going to be different times. So that whole weekend you're going to be able to probably pretty much catch somebody doing something. Uh, Mm -hmm. And like I said, you know, the plan is for us to actually stream the entire 24 hours on Ustream. We'll have a couple of different cameras set up and, um, you know, Hopefully we'll take some calls every now and then. We'll try to keep an eye on the comments every now and then. And you know, we want this to be an interactive experience. So in the middle of the night for us, our buddies in Japan or over in Europe can sit and talk to us because it's the middle of the day for them. So that's what we hope. You've got to keep us up. You've got to keep us awake.
2: Word up, word up.
1: God God knows someone as old as me is going to need help.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially doing this after a full day at work.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I took that Friday off. I have that day off.
2: <sighs> I may try to do a half day or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I got to set everything up, so it's going to take some time. Anyway, it's all Hell for the greater yeah. good, so we can fight, help the kids fight cancer. See, so yeah, I did it right that time. <laughs>
2: Rock on, not kids <laughs> with cancer or fight kids with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, All right. New releases, bitch.
2: OK. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I lost it. Hang on.
1: Wow.
2: Uh, no, I got the email we were waiting for and I had that up. Oh, cool. Uh, New releases. Uh well, Dragon Age Origins was to be coming out, but apparently it's delayed. Shocker! Didn't that get delayed like a while ago?
1: I thought so too, but I I don't know. Well. You, you know, it's it's funny with that game. We're gonna here's the first tangent of the night.
2: It's funny because oh, oh, you and I could oh. never
1: get in to see the game at E3, yeah. so it, it was it's just been off my radar because we saw nothing on it.
2: I'm I'll be honest. I'm I love Bioware, but I'm so apathetic towards this game. Like yeah. I. I like I'm a D and D player, or at least I was. So I really like Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights, and the games that are based off like the fantasy medieval world. I know I like Tolkien, you know, Lord of the Rings stuff too. But I don't know if I really care about a unique IP, even if it's being developed by Bioware. Like Mass Effect, yes, I like because it's different. It's sci-fi. There aren't that many games like that. But like another high fantasy elves and dragons yeah it's gonna be a rental for me and hearing it's gonna take a hundred hours to complete no thanks
1: well plus i mean the news came out today that they've already planned out they've mapped out two years of dlc and expansions to me that i don't like hearing that before the game comes out i just don't i don't like to hear that they're gonna add all this other content and then i'm gonna have to pay extra for it before the game comes out after the game comes out fine exactly because you know that a game of the year edition is going to come out like a year later <coughs> fallout 3
2: yeah <coughs> <laughs> uh all right the rest of it borderlands for ps3 that is coming out and looks pretty badass yes uh okay how do you actually pronounce it fifa
1: oh, god damn it it's fifa i want to say fifa
2: FIFA. i don't, I don't know because you got called out on it once and i don't want to get know, called I think, out i now. think they
1: said it's fifa oh i can't remember
2: Oh anyway, uh whatever soccer 2010 <laughs> for PS2, PS3, and PSP.
1: <laughs> FIFA.
2: Yeah. Bakugan for PS2 and PS3. Secret Saturdays, Beasts of the Fifth Sun. That's what I called your mom. Uh PS2 Hey-o. and PSP. Hey-o. Ben Ten. <laughs> that one was better. Ben Ten Alien Force Vilgax Attacks. <laughs> for PS2 and PSP Astro Boy for PS2 and PSP Marvel Superhero Squad for PS2 and PSP and finally Half Minute Hero for PSP which if you haven't played the demo there's two demos on PSN go download them because the game is awesome it it literally is a 30 second RPG
1: yeah I I still want to check that out I just haven't had time I think when I get my go I'll try it
2: 30 seconds you have time um I don't. <laughs> yeah, no they're cool and uh hopefully I think it's XCeed is sending us a review copy of it. Oh. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Well, why don't you lead us into this cuz this is all you're doing, man.
2: Yeah, um well after I kind of mentioned in the beginning here, but I contacted Capybara Games after playing Critter Crunch last week because I fell in love with it. I do stroke his ego a lot in the interview, and uh, <laughs> but
1: it's, I, but I meant it's it all though. real. It's not bullshit. It's I mean,
2: yeah, like this game blew me away, and I'm not kidding. When like I'm I'm putting this up there with like Uncharted 2 and Demon Souls right now because like I'm so addicted to it. I think it's great. But yes, uh, here's our interview with Nathan Vela from Capybara, creators of Critter Crunch. Hey everybody, this week we've got yet another interview, our third one in a row. We're joined this week by Nathan Vela from Capybara Games, otherwise known as the guys behind Critter Crunch on PSN. How's it going?
3: Going very well. Hello, internet. No, I'm, uh, I'm doing I'm doing real well and very happy to be here thanks for having me
2: well thanks for coming on i I emailed you out of the blue after I bought the game last week because I'm like, oh my God, I love this game. I need to talk to these guys and you responded
3: <laughs> I, uh, Sucker. I, I actually i actually do that uh, unlike many people <laughs> i I have a reply button on my email It's fantastic
1: wow <laughs> we should send that decline to more people yeah
2: because uh <laughs> a lot of people don't seem to return ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not true just Ooh. yours Well, yeah, they're just mine they ignore me uh yeah. but thank you for being here like we really do appreciate it so you yeah, are I'm- the co-founder and president is that right
3: yep that's that's my official title so yeah I, I started the company with a bunch of other friends some of them from university some of them from outside of university probably like six years ago now um and started out as the just Doing art for the games and then was the art director and then eventually became the president, which is basically just a glorified title for me being the guy who has to talk on the phone all the time and send a lot <laughs> <that> of emails. <laughs> and the scapegoat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. We'll <laughs> pretend that, that that's not part of the job title.
2: <laughs> well, thankfully, you don't have anything to be the scapegoat for right now because I think uh, uh, Critter Crunch has been pretty well reviewed so far, hasn't it?
3: yeah we've been we're we've been very very pleased that people have been enjoying our our love um i mean we we worked our butts off on the game and we really wanted to make it something that you know not just our studio could be proud of but that you know even you know gamers that aren't necessarily super huge puzzle fans can you know actually get into can actually play it not just because it looks awesome but because you know the game's actually hopefully fun as shit too yeah um, so i mean we're we're super i mean I'm really glad that that you know, people have picked it up. I'm really glad that reviewers decided to review it, and I'm even more glad that they decided to review it well because, uh, I mean, it's it's awesome for our studio. I mean, we're really one of those studios that we really work hard to make uh, a game as good as we possibly can, and when, you know, people score at nines and the like, we, we feel pretty darn good about ourselves.
2: Well, boy, yeah, I think I would, too. I mean, it's easy to see, like, the love and care that went into this game just from all the little details, just, like, from the the visuals, I mean, number one, are outstanding. High res, 2D, yeah. beautifully animated. And then you've got such a great puzzle game behind it that it. I don't see how it couldn't review well, to be honest.
3: Well, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. You can, <laughs> well, you can feel, free to, feel free to continue stroking my ego on, on a podcast. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, uh, seriously, though, I mean, it's, It's uh, one of the reasons why we worked so hard on the visual side was to hopefully draw in those people that weren't necessarily super keen on playing, you know, a pop cap style game. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've sunk way too much time into the likes of Peggle and so on, but I think that there's a certain kind of something about that is a little off putting to maybe certain hardcore gamers. And so one of the things that we really wanted to do was give it like a visual style that could hopefully draw people in who weren't even necessarily you know puzzle fans
2: yeah i can see that well why don't you give us a little overview i'm sorry yeah that's no that's what i was gonna say mark Uh, so go hey we're on the same wavelength (laughs) for once holy shit (laughs) (laughs) write it down we're not arguing
3: (laughs) 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 oh sorry
1: What we were going to say is, why don't you tell the uninitiated a little bit about what Critter Crunch is, uh, what the gameplay is like, and and just kind of, you know, let us know the whole thingamabob stuff. Give you you
3: the rundown, the lowdown. Critter Crunch is um, essentially, at its core, uh, a nice and simple, but uh, hopefully super addictive arcade-style puzzle game. And I I think it's kind of important to mention the arcade style when we mention it as a puzzle game, because it's not one of those games that's are you know, necessarily built entirely around you know uh, trial and error gameplay or you know smash your face against the controller because it's so frustratingly uh, difficult to figure out the answer puzzle game mm. it's really meant to be super fast paced you know really easy to pick up but kind of difficult to master um, and the whole thing is is based around a main character his name is Biggs he's the uh, cuddly <laughs> little orange blob um, he doesn't necessarily have a species we just call him biggs. Um, and you use his uh, super awesome and super nimble tongue to set forth the food chain. You feed small critters to medium critters and medium critters to large critters. And uh, when they're full enough, they explode. Um, and if they're touching any other critter that's of the same color as them, they'll take those critters with them. And the beautiful result is that uh, their explosion happens to create a jewel, which uh, Bigs eats. And if you manage to, you know, pop a big enough number of critters in one go, uh, eight or more, then uh, Biggs' son Smalls will roll in on the side of the screen, and you can <laughs> barf a uh, glorious rainbow spew <laughs> into his mouth for bonus points.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually,
3: I said that for real. That's that's real gameplay right there, buddy. Indeed. My wife
2: saw that oh. when I was playing, and she's just like, oh, that's so gross, but it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Arf the rainbow. Huh. Well,
1: that's
3: that's that's the result there. That's the kind of you know that's the reaction we were hoping for. You <laughs> love it, but you're kind of grossed out by it at the same time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
3: mean, we really we wanted to make sure a that it was you know one of those games that had that kind of puzzle game hook and it was kind of arcadey and quick, but we also wanted to make sure that we appeased. Um, you know, other type of puzzle fans. So we put in the puzzle mode, which is a lot like um, Tetris DS puzzle mode, where you have a limited number of turns, and you know, with those three turns or four turns, you have to figure out a way to clear the entire board. Um, and then there's challenge mode, which basically sets you know certain, certain guidelines: don't do any food chains, um, pop ten chains longer than this, uh, save the hatchlings, that sort of stuff. There's a survival mode, which is last as long as humanly possible. And then there's a couple of multiplayer modes, which are both online and local. And so you can play versus and battle it out and yell over VoIP and swear when you lose. Um, and then there's co-op, which is you can just you know hop in with either your buddy on the couch or your wife on the couch or someone uh, in Japan or uh, Stuttgart and uh, play some and play together and try to you know work together as a as a team of bigs and smalls and. Uh,
2: last as long as humanly possible. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it works really well, too.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, I well, see, with me, I don't play puzzle games that much, but uh, I, I was the good boy, and I, I sat through the tutorial last night, and I, <laughs> I kept going, I'm like, all right, now it's done. Oh, my God, there's more. All right, now it must be done. Oh, my <laughs> God, there's more. How oh am I going to remember all this? And then I started playing the game, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, it's one of those, I mean we always talk about it internally, like at the studio, we're like, okay, so let's, let's figure out how we explain this game to people, because it sounds confusing and weird, and there's barfing, and there's critters exploding, and that kind of stuff, and but really when it comes down to it, it's, it's not the easiest thing to explain ever, but I feel like when you get a chance to just kind of, you know, play bigs, and use the tongue, and spit critters into critters' mouths, it, it just kind of makes sense, or at least that's my hope.
2: Yeah. It does. (laughs) Like when I first played this at E3, I unfortunately unpaused it. Like somebody just left the game paused at the station and I unpaused it. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I'm like, okay, I've seen (laughs) the pictures and videos. You feed stuff to the other stuff. And then I didn't know the chain, like, you know, small to medium to large. So I'm like, why is some stuff eating stuff and some's not? I don't get it.
3: (laughs) 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 But I figured it out. We should have had a placard that that, that explained it all in, in in one straight kind of like picture or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I? once
2: once you get it, it's like oh duh, that makes perfect sense. So
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> plus, plus you got to remember when you're at E3, you never look at the controls. You just kind of go up and what? Hey, if I can't play within five seconds, this game sucks. <laughs>
3: yeah. Wait a second. Does that mean that our game sucks? No, no. no I had, I played the game right. Away. I was fine with it.
2: i said play. It's kind of
3: simple
1: sometimes.
2: you couldn't figure it out. Hey, I restarted it and, re- like, learned how.
3: Right, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the tutorials actually do teach you how to play the game.
2: Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. No, Yeah, it works really well. Um, not that I want to stroke your ego anymore. And, uh, I mean, I'm honestly doing it because I love the game, and it's made it into my short list of puzzle games that I love, because I'm not a big puzzle game guy.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, I mean, this one grabbed me right away, and i can't stop playing it i was foregoing playing uncharted 2 and demon souls last night because i was trying to get through adventure Jeez. mode i'm almost through with adventure mode now
3: <laughs> having, having you say that you decided to play critter crunch instead of uncharted 2 or demon souls is like the ultimate compliment so i uh, i appreciate that that's awesome
2: no problem i mean you uh it's well deserved <laughs> I, r- I really do love this game but
1: uh although we, I, I will say that I, I well oh no, go ahead Mark. I, I forgot that you were in the middle of something. I, oh, I'm no, sorry.
2: No. I was gonna move us on to the question, so go ahead.
1: Oh, because okay, I, I will say the one thing that I said last night when I was playing it is holy shit, this game looks incredible. Yeah. I actually said that out loud to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to let you know.
3: Well it's, we uh we got really uh really lucky here. We uh the whole like all the art in the entire game was done by two dudes. Uh Kiko uh, he did all the characters and all the animations you see. And then Phil, he did uh, all the backgrounds and all the UI. And I mean, they, they Jeez. kicked ass. They're kind of like, um, they're kind of like Jesus in a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how awesome they are. Uh, seriously, these, uh, these these guys, they worked their ass off. I as did, uh, I did Frankie and Drew, the coders. And I mean, everybody involved in the game worked really hard, but I think the, you know, when you, when you boot it up, uh, just the fact that it's it's a puzzle game that you know makes your HDTV happy is uh, I, I think it's you know <laughs> that was our goal that was what we set out to do we really wanted to yeah. make something that looked you know that you didn't kind of feel bad playing it on a you know on a 52 inch TV yeah um, and I I, I think uh, I think thanks to Kiko and Silv we 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 nailed it and I mean really it's it's kind of a this awesome feat where you know one guy hand animating. All these characters Jesus. at sixty FPS at ten eighty P it's it's a lot of work, but I mean yeah. they they hit it out of the park and I can't speak highly enough of these dudes. They're they're super dope.
2: Yeah, that's amazing wow. that it was done by two guys. Seriously. They did a hell of a job.
3: They certainly did.
2: Wow. And I wanna give Biggs a hug, he's so cute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nerd <laughs> Okay. It's a refrain from hugging. Don't hug your TV screen. Yeah, uh, that's kind of that's dangerous. TVs are expensive nowadays. You don't want <laughs> <hug> to. <it. laughs>
2: that's very true. <laughs> uh, well, we got a bunch of questions from our listeners, and I think we actually got some good stuff here. So, oh, definitely. Might as well get started on that. Uh, I let's like
1: see.
3: questions. Let's, let's do it.
2: All right, Plank Fan asks. How are you able to sell the game on PSN for a lower price than most games?
3: Well, um, the beauty of this, and, and one of the reasons why uh, I think Sony should be commended for being super cool, is that uh, they actually let us publish the game as well. So we developed it ourselves, but we also acted as the publisher. So uh, we got to choose our own price. Um, we got to you know actually work with SCEA uh, and, and and figure out what the, the best price for Kitter Crunch is and so we kind of looked at it from the standpoint of you know a game like flower everyday shooter those are those are like meal games those are like you you eat those games for dinner um, <laughs> and then a game like nobby nobby boy or, or so they're they're kind of like snack games where you play them for like you know a certain amount of time and you're and you're pretty satisfied when they are done and we kind of saw critter crunch falling somewhere in between you know it's it's like a heavy snack it's kind of like a a big appetizer game so uh so we decided to kind of price it accordingly and uh i mean the one thing that we wanted to make sure we did was was uh you know give everyone a chance to to pick up the game, and if they're on the fence, we kind of hope that the fact that it's only seven bucks is uh, will be the deciding factor.
2: Yeah, that's a good Perfect. idea. It seems the there's all that weird stigma of like oh ten dollars. Well, maybe if it was five, that I don't yeah. really get. You know, when there's quality games that you can download, but that seven dollar price point is just enough below it where you don't think like. You know, ten dollars is too much, and it's enough above five where you're like, "Oh, it, you know, it's not like a cheap game that's going to suck or anything like that." So, <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I mean, we were definitely afraid of budget pricing it, and that's something like, you know, that was a it was a pretty intense discussion here, a pretty intense discussion. Sorry, I just got beeped through. That's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> who the hell's calling the studio at bloody eight thirty? Anyways, it's another you know, podcast, we- probably. <laughs> 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 we basically just wanted to make sure that that if people wanted to they could you know take the plunge and not feel bad about you know dropping 10 15 bucks and there's a lot of don't get me wrong man there's a there's a lot of games that are worth the 15 dollar price point on, oh
0: yeah yeah, oh, yeah on, on yeah.
3: downloadable games and I, and I love the fact that titles like braid and castle crashers and and you know, those games deserve that price point. They're, like I said, they're really, you know, those are like exquisite meal games, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but hopefully, you know, hopefully people will, you know, see seven bucks and think, eh, might as well give it a shot. You know, and we stuff. we
1: kind of heard this the same kind of sentiment from uh, the guys that did Shatter uh, when we talked to them at E3. We, you know, they they talked quite a bit about self-publishing and, and uh, how they were really happy about the fact that they could price their game anywhere they wanted it, basically. So it's kind of nice to hear... It's kind of nice to kind of hear that from somebody else to kind of validate what they said, and what you said is pretty much almost verbatim as to what they mm-hmm. were kind of getting across.
3: Yeah, we. I mean, I, I've had, to, I've been lucky enough to talk a bit from talk a bit with with Mario, and he's a, uh, him and I are on the same page when it comes to you know the, the positive benefits of of PlayStation Network's pricing options, and uh, I mean hopefully it'll work out in our favor.
2: I hope. So. Oh, I think it will. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we're done with it, and I don't know, like we have any
3: influence. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he had a second part to his question, too, which is, what other games did you look at when making Critter Crunch?
3: So, um, without sounding kind of conceited, we didn't really look at that many other games. I think, like, we had all grown up on the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and the Neo Geo, and, and a lot of these kind <laughs> of, like, arcade-style puzzle games are, are ingrained in our psyche. Like, we, we just knew them. Yeah. so like obviously magical drop is something that, that it definitely influenced it um magical drop is a fantastic game and and some of the you know mechanics are are kind of similar and some are totally different but and people keep referring to uh, another neo geo game uh money idol exchanger that i've actually oh my never god played, and i don't think that our creative director chris had actually played it before we we did, or before someone mentioned it to him and said, hey, this game kind of reminds me a bit of Money Idol Exchanger, and we were like, okay, we should probably play that. <laughs> um, that's yeah, I mean,
1: the only game, that's why.
3: Yeah, it's, after having played it, I kind of am really mad that I didn't play it earlier because it's bloody awesome. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we there's a lot of games that really, you know, inspire us and that kind of, you know, brought it out. And even just seeing kind of the whole, like, 2D um, revolution, specifically in indie games, um, that really inspired us as well. And so, I mean, there's a whole lot of games that, that really kind of, you know, fed yeah. into the pot of what Critter, the Critter Crunch 2 ended up being.
1: Cool.
2: Cool, very cool.
4: Um,
1: someone new, XM Beaner, uh, asks, between the iPhone and PSN, which version do you recommend? Uh, XM and Beaner,
3: he's, that's a good yeah. name.
1: <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, I had some issues with the touch controls on the iPhone.
3: Um, so I, uh, I'm going to say PSN and I'm going to say PSN for, for two reasons. Um, number one, if you buy the iPhone game, uh, it's published by Disney. So therefore career cappy sees way less, uh, of the money. Oh. Um, so that, that's a little bit selfish there. Um, <laughs> and number, and number two is, um, the iPhone version, although we love it and we're definitely super proud of it. Uh, it was something that we, had to get done relatively quickly in order to make the app store launch um, and it was awesome to be able to be there but it, it, we didn't get as much of a chance to make it something as special as we thought it could be, whereas with uh, the PlayStation Network version, I mean we added in all kinds of content we the graphics and the sound and I mean literally every portion of that game uh, we 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 got it to a point that we were happy with and that we mm-hmm. wanted it to be at on so i mean i if you if you got seven bucks. Uh, I would definitely say drop it on the PSN version, but if, you, if you've if you only got like two, picking up the iPhone version is a pretty good idea.
2: Yeah, I looked at a video right. of the iPhone version and the art is like way different. Uh, the only thing yeah. that seemed similar was the music and sound effects.
3: Yeah, the art, I mean the characters in uh, the PSN version are all like very much inspired and taken from the iPhone version. Um, but again, it's a it's, uh, small screen, it's pixel art, which is one of the things that our studio loves to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely much different visually, but it still is there. like the PSN version is definitely very inspired by the, uh, the iPhone version.
1: Cool. Hmm. Uh, and then he also asks, did Sony contact you or did you co- go to Sony?
3: Oh, interesting. <laughs> when we were really wanting to bring this game to consoles, um, specifically in the downloadable space, we kind of said, okay, let's just go out there, see who's interested, and if we can find someone who's, you know, as excited about this game as we are, then that's where we're going to go. And so we went to Microsoft, we went to Nintendo, and we went to Sony. And uh, by far, Sony guys, uh, you know, at SEA, were were the most excited. They, They really got what we wanted to do with it. And when we were pitching it, we were pitching it as something that kind of fits into the PSN portfolio. It's it's you know visually different and kind of new but not uber new and it's basically we just kind of felt like it 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 it, it would fit on PSN and uh, and Sony totally got it um even when we were just sitting there showing them an iPhone and being like we're going to do this except in HD um which seems <laughs> like a really bad pitching idea in hindsight but they, they they totally got it, and they were super excited, and they they helped us out a lot in the very beginning. Let us self-publish it even. Um, so, I mean, that kind of I mean that made it a really really easy choice for our studio, and it turned out to be you know a really really good choice. Uh, Sony's been cool. very good to us.
2: Very, very nice. That's good to hear, since you know we obviously like Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Speak for yourself. Really good <laughs> Okay. This is is this another new guy? I don't know how to pronounce his name. H. Mesy? He asks are you going? Huh, to, <laughs> say, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh. Are you going to release any Critter Crunch DLC? And uh I'll just ask the other one at the same time. Is a dynamic theme planned for Critter Crunch?
3: So I'll hop to part two first. Definitely doing a dynamic theme. Yeah, uh, it will definitely yes. be sued. It will definitely be cute. Um, we're hoping to, you know, for it to not take too long for it to come out either. And we're gonna, you know, again, do our best to to price it as well as possible. Cool. Because um, you're definitely not gonna see a six ninety nine game with a five ninety nine dynamic theme. That would be a little <laughs> bit. Uh, that'd be a slap in the face, to say the least. Um, and then DLC wise, I mean, we totally love to do DLC. We've talked about it a lot. Um, we're kind of you know, really excited to see what parts of the game people are playing the most and we're excited to see how many people are playing the game. So it's something that we're planning to do but haven't, you know, guaranteed yet. Um but I wouldn't, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, two weeks or a month or so from now we're gonna we're announcing some DLC. So I mean it's definitely one of those cool. things that we we love the game and we'd love to keep adding to it and, and giving people more reasons to pick it up.
2: Very cool. <laughs>
1: Did I, Are you the one that I texted last night, Mark, where I, I blatantly just said, I want a dynamic theme for this game? Yes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: There, there shall be one. We're, we're actually super cool. We're, we're, we think dynamic themes are actually really, I think they're really cool. I really like, I love turning on my PS3 and having the monsters uh, dynamic theme right there. And it oh, yeah. weirds, weirds out my girlfriend every time. And she kind of <laughs> thinks that I'm strange, but I kind of like that. You know, like, like no, no, this 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 PS3 thing here, it makes my HD look awesome even when I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I just turn like it on em. and it automatically looks awesome.
2: I I think they're pretty cool. Just make I'm sure a- that you can read the text on it because I had a huge problem <laughs> with that Africa theme from the Japanese store because oh, I couldn't yeah. read anything.
3: <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. I'll have to download it and use this as a what not to do then. Yeah. Well, cool. you should uh,
1: <laughs> you should create a European account, too, because I got the the Wipeout theme is free, and it's awesome, and then they uh, oh, the Motorstorm one released is. for free uh, a MotorStorm yeah, Arctic Edge one, and it's
2: really good.
3: Nice, yeah. nice. I will check those out for sure. Yeah.
2: Now, not to get us off topic a little bit, but you actually have to create the dynamic themes using like the PlayStation development kit, right?
3: Yes.
2: Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, they're,
3: uh, I know I saw people great, complaining
2: yeah. on message boards that you couldn't make them yourself, but it seems a lot more complex than the old themes.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely right. more complex. But, I mean, I, I, I think it'd be awesome if at some point you could find a way, or Sony could find a way to make it accessible to everyone, because I yeah. think people would have a lot of really amazing ideas, just like they did with their themes. I mean, there's some theme makers for PS3 that blow my mind. I kind of want to hire them as artists because they just do the most awesome stuff. So hopefully that'll happen, yeah. but you, you never know. Yeah, cool. Hmm. All right.
1: Um. And then Tamron's. I'm gonna skip because that's pretty much what
2: we just talked about. Yeah. Well, Um, he did ask something specific with the uh, the artwork uh, of Big stresses the Sony characters.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I would like to apologize for confusing people when we put the (laughs) Fez one in there. That that threw people off. And then, fortunately, like the the guys at Polytron are good friends of ours, and they're super cool dudes. So when people started saying, like, does this mean the Fez is coming to PSN? I had to, like, apologize to them and be like, oh, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to happen. But we just kind of, like, picked characters that we thought were awesome. And it just so happened that all but one of them was, was uh, Sony characters. But um, we'd love to do the DLC skins. If uh, if anyone who owns those uh, those characters' rights is listening, please let us do them. Um, we got to go through all the, like, licensing and legal yeah. stuff in order for it to happen. So it'll be pretty tough, and I... I wouldn't hold your breath, but rest assured, we will try.
2: That would be awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, I want a Kratos one.
2: <laughs> that is pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah. Patriot B-Ball 5460 asks, of course, what, three questions? Jeez, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long did it take to do the hand-drawn animations for the game?
3: So the animations themselves done by my main man, Kiko, were it was about a 1.5 years, about a year and a half, give or take. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, part of that was a little, like, that's probably a little bit of an overestimate, but, yeah, it was about it was about one guy for a year and a bit. Um, that's for pretty much everything in the entire game that moves um, was done by him in that amount of time. So it's, uh, yeah, it was kind of a feat of, of human ingenuity, being able to, you know, have one dude just pump that out. But it, it worked out really well for us, and, you know i I could probably talk for you know seven or eight days about how awesome <laughs> the whole Critter Crunch team was. was. You know, from the coders to the artists to the to Sean, who was our producer and also our sound guy. I mean, those guys are all. Super oh, jeez. Cool.
2: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that and
3: I how believe it. <laughs> pretty much
1: on the team there. Pardon me. How many people are on the team there?
3: Um, at Cappy or on Critter Crunch?
1: Oh, uh, well, uh, at Cappy, I guess.
3: Cappy, we've got 20 people just over 20 people um okay now we're we're in three teams where we do like one bigger project and then a couple of really small projects Uh um Hmm. and we kind of try to do the balance between doing you know cool self-published self-funded indie game type stuff and another you know larger game that we make publishers pay us money to do yeah and it seems to be working out pretty well there's a yeah, there's definitely interesting stuff. So that's while we were working on Curder Crunch, we were also working on uh, a DS game that we did with Ubisoft called Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. So that's kind of, you know, you get the two different sides of the company there.
2: Yeah, that looks ah. especially awesome too. And I urge people to go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. are you are you familiar with Way Forward Games, the US totally. developer? You got you guys actually remind me a lot of them where they're doing their kind of like self-funded indie stuff, and then. They do like the license stuff to pay the bills.
3: Yep, yeah, it's uh, I mean we, we've we've figured out a way to kind of make that balance work, and it's uh, I mean comparing us to WayForward is a pretty big compliment because I think those guys have done a lot of fantastic stuff, and I can't wait for Shantae. I know. Oh it's yeah, PS three PS three podcast, but uh, I can't wait for Shantae. <laughs> That's okay. And, I'll be uh, I'll I be
2: plugging Shantae. that when it comes out. Don't worry. <laughs>
3: Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I, I would. I would love to see those dudes do a PSN game. I think they could kick some ass on this platform.
2: I would too. I just picked up a boy in his blob for Wii last night. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but the animation in that looks pretty damn cool. 2D, there
3: oh, you yeah. go. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's it can be done very well with if you get the right team behind it.
2: Oh yeah, you guys and like WayForward are you know holding up the fort with the 2D
3: stuff, and I really appreciate it. Well, we're doing our best. We we love it too. It's it's you know that's that's where we see our studio i mean we're really trying to we're trying to make sure that everything we do has that kind of cappy lush super animated crazy 2d action in it so oh, that's good when we announce our when we announce our new stuff uh don't be surprised if that's what it is
2: that makes me extremely happy <laughs> seriously <laughs> <laughs> uh. <am> to
3: please. <laughs>
2: i'm um, old so i like the 2d stuff yeah we're we're old school gamers we um, appreciate the pixel art and the TV. yeah big time
3: all right oh,
2: did you
1: want to uh, and then he pictures? also asks uh got, got any tips for the puzzle mode level? They get pretty hard towards the end of the adventure mode
3: they get crazy hard and they and they get that way on purpose uh you need to you need to have the ah. skills um one of the big things uh that I can say as a tip is remember that you can add critters to chains while the chains are popping, so like if you can add a critter onto the end of a chain that's popping before it's finished pop, that critter will pop as well. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the ones that helps you get around uh, some of the ones that seem like they're impossible. Um, that, would and, uh, guess, <laughs> that would probably help me. I guess... Pardon me?
2: That would probably help me.
3: Yeah, I probably would. The other thing that I could probably recommend is, like, you know how in the Matrix, like, Neo-C stuff is code? If you just try looking at the screen like that, you might you know, better off. You might be better off figuring it out. And zeros and ones. Oh, I
1: did say there is no spoon last night. I don't know.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, Bleak Harvest asks, uh, is there any connection with the Hank Hudson from the game with the real-life Hank Hudson, the guy who named the river?
3: So uh, I, I'll, I'll try to condense the Hank Hudson story because it's a relatively long story, but when we started the company and named ourselves Capybara... Um, we decided that it would be lame to have a capybara as our mascot, so instead we decided to design a mascot uh, who looked kinda, you know, like Magnum PI. Um, since Magnum PI <laughs> pretty much had like the best mustache ever, like tell me, tell me, Tom Bell yeah. does not have the best mustache.
4: He does. Um, so yeah. we
3: decided that that Hank, this, this person, uh, this, this this character, who ended up being Hank Hudson. Became our mascot, and every original Cappy game that's ever been done, um, and, um, and even some of our license work, uh, you can find Hank Hudson in them. Uh, Hank Hudson is actually in Might Magic Clash of Heroes, um, but really Kurt Crunch was his his first chance to kind of be a star. But he will be there in, in, in every game that we ever do. And um, if you ever get a chance to check out the uh... the PlayStation blog, we did a PlayStation Eye interview. And in the background, there's what looks like a a sex doll, but it's actually not a sex doll. It's actually an inflatable Hank Hudson. So Hank Hudson kind of—he just so happens to look a bit like a sex doll, but you know, (laughs) that's
2: awesome. that That was
3: that was pure happenstance.
2: Oh man. So, is there I a reason that, that excuse sometimes? Yeah, it it just happens to look like a sextile, mom.
3: Yeah, no, it was it was the, <laughs> we designed him, and then we found out that there was a sextile like him. We did not. De- <laughs> I, I want everybody listening to understand that we did not design a mascot based on a sex because that's oh. just creepy as shit. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Was there any reason you guys didn't actually voice him in the game?
3: Um, budget.
2: Oh yeah, that makes sense. much. I mean,
3: it's it's. Oh, I'd have done um, it for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you tell me.
1: Yeah. Way to go, Glenn.
3: No, it's uh. Well, just
1: remember that for future titles.
3: I will. I'm actually making making a mental note right now. No, we, uh, we 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 talked about it a lot, and actually went so far as to try to figure out how we could do it, but the the cost, and then the whole like we don't want to screw our European friends over, and not have them not get voiceover, and then if we had to translate the voiceover, then the cost just goes crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, we would have loved to have voiced them, but, uh, you know, maybe if enough people buy Coda Crunch, we'll have enough money to voice our next game.
1: Mm, there you
2: go. <laughs> 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 uh, all right.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Sigma Omega asks three questions. What the hell? What's the <laughs> right with all these multiple <laughs> questions, jerks? Uh, anyway, uh, was it... <laughs> Was it easy or hard to transfer from the iPhone slash iTouched game to the uh, PSN title?
3: Um, pretty much, we just scrapped everything and started from scratch when we went to PSN. We wanted to make sure that we, uh, you know, took the lessons that we learned making it for the kind of limited handheld device, and and then you know beefed everything up, visuals, and I mean, even stuff like uh, being able to add critters to chains while they're popping is pretty much impossible to do on the iPhone version and that's something mm. that we found while we were playing with an actual D-pad that you know you really wanted that because you could do some crazy shit with it so nice. um, mm. we did use a lot of the uh, like the character designs and stuff from iPhone did really help us kind of define the look and feel and we wanted to make sure that we kept some of the similar sound effects with the creature screeching and stuff but I mean in general it was, it was um, the, having the iPhone version meant that we had proven uh, like a gameplay that actually worked and we knew it worked so it saved us that whole time of trying to figure shit out. But beyond that, we just literally started from scratch. Because, I mean, it's it's a it's a PlayStation Network game, and it needs to be made specifically for a PlayStation Network. So, Cool. Right. That's the way we look at it.
1: And then Sigma doing our job for us. Uh, will you be making any more games in the future for PSN? If so, what other games are you thinking about making?
3: So um, we most definitely will be doing more PSN stuff. I mean, Yay! The, the uh the combination of how cool Sony's been to us and, and the the you know how awesome the fans have been to us. I mean it's we have to do it. Um so we've got um one, maybe two games in the works if, if all goes well. Um one of them should be announced I mean not that soon considering we just finished our last one but you know in the near future and the other one which we're just kind of dreaming up and, and pre producing right now It'll take a little bit longer before we're ready to talk about that. But so there's 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 one or two games kind of in, in the in the pipes here at Cappy and um can't really talk about either of them, unfortunately. Needless uh, to say, neither uh, of them um both of them will be two uh, D H D. Um that that's sweet, pretty much a guarantee. Uh, um and there might be something that's a little puzzly in there and there might be some things that aren't. So, you know, we're just trying uh. to get some uh trying to make some, some cool stuff on a platform that's full of tons of cool stuff. So well, That's good to hear.
1: All right, you heard it here first, Jigsaw HD.
3: <laughs> Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: nice try, Sigma. <laughs> uh, and then his third question, when you buy the game, why does it come with a demo and an unlock? Shouldn't it be just the full game and a demo out on the store?
3: Oh, this is a fun one. Um, <laughs> without uh, without stomping all over anyone or, or being a jerk to people, um, we really wanted the demo unlock to work kind of the way the monsters does, the way that you can go into the game, um, be playing the game, and if you want to, you know, uh, upgrade and get the full version, you can literally, you know, just hit buy from in the game. It gets you to the store. You're ready. There's no kind of like searching around or anything. Basically, yeah. we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to go from the demo and if they liked it, buy the full version. Um, in order to do that, it has to be in the demo and unlock format. Um, so even though our demo wasn't necessarily ready, we still had to put it up at, on the store as a quote unquote demo and unlock. Mm. Um, and that's just kind of the way the oh. system works. Um, it's, uh, it's not necessarily the coolest thing. And I feel like it kind of totally misled some consumers and I feel really bad about that. Cause I mean, that was in no way our intention. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just kind of this bummer of a system that you know, as a result it looks like we're holding back a demo when in reality the demo's coming this Thursday.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I uh, I wondered about because, right. like I downloaded it and I'm like, wait, demo? don't remember seeing a demo.
3: <laughs> yeah. I I mean I, I <laughs> wish that I wish there was a way for the for the store to not show it like that because it is totally misleading to people yeah. and I think it kinda of makes you know, it's it's just a bummer all around. And I I mean I hope it doesn't make, you know, people think we're we're douchebags. But uh, I mean in the you know Hopefully, the fact that the demo is coming on Thursday will help out. Yeah, um, and you know we're really excited to have a chance for people to play it. The demo has adventure; it has a couple puzzles, and you can even play multiplayer versus in the demo if you want to. Oh, cool! Uh, you can play three matches, and then it asks you if you want to buy it. So, you know, if people are kind of on the fence, we wanted to you know make sure that they got a chance to play some of the really awesome modes that are in the game. So, you know, it's a it's a pretty full featured demo. It's not like time limited or anything like that.
2: So. Yeah. This nice. Thursday,
3: cool. Woo-hoo. Well, sorry, not this Thursday. Sorry, the next Thursday. This Thursday is is uh, is Tapatoy, and uh, what else is coming out this Thursday?
1: Um, uh, Trines won? next week.
3: Trine's, yeah. Trines next yeah, week. Yeah, mushroom wars. Yeah, mushroom wars, and, and I believe Tapatoy is coming over from you know getting its U.S. launch. Okay. It's been out in Europe for a bit.
2: Cool. Well, the but, show yeah, we'll goes be up coming, Thursday. We'll be
3: yeah, we'll be coming out the same week as 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 the full Trine game. So okay. while you're yeah. there buying Trine, you should also grab the Critter Crunch demo if you haven't tried it.
1: And then Omni and
2: quit whining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who <laughs> whine about not having demos and stuff, but yeah, whatever. Yeah,
3: we we uh, hopefully the fact that it was only a, a short short wait will cause them to not flood my inbox with hate mail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can only hope so. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, do you want to take the next question since the one after that's even longer? <laughs> uh
1: well, the second question we uh, of his we already answered. Uh Rio Starwind asks, should we expect some critter crunch avatars once Sony starts adding some?
3: Um yes, if Sony lets us. Um we've been talking about it. Um so it, it seems like there's a pretty good chance. I I would uh I would absolutely love to have Biggs as my avatar personally. Um, mostly just to make myself feel cool um, and be like, that, that That avatar is from the game that I made. But uh, no, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can put some of them up. I think that a lot of the critters and and uh, and characters in Critter Crunch would make great and uh, make awesome avatars. So here's hoping.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, Chris asks a very lengthy four-part question, but he asks some really, really good stuff.
3: He does. Is- like <laughs>
2: This first one is, are there any plans to extend the Critter Crunch universe into other genres, maybe some classic 2D platforming in in the spirit of a game like Bonk's Adventure?
3: That's a great idea. We're totally going to steal that and pretend like we came up with it.
1: (laughs) That's what we're all about, getting you guys ideas.
3: Yeah. No, we'd... uh... I mean, it, again, we. I, I love, I love the world that we've created. I love Biggs. I think he's a fantastic character. Uh, I love a lot of the other critters, and I think that doing something like that would be super fun. So, you know, um, we've got some other stuff coming up first. But if you know, if if there's enough, you know, love for crittercrunch, then I mean, we'd love to do some more with that whole universe.
2: Yeah, that was something I thought of when I first played it, and I was like, this would make a cool mascot kind of game, like a platformer. Almost like a Kirby's Adventure or something, yeah. but
3: yeah. Well, I mean, we when we uh, when we were working on on Bigs the designs in general, we were we were really conscious not to make him too Kirby esque yeah. because no. you know we don't want to stop. You don't want to end up being compared to something as awesome as Kirby. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that would be awesome to do. I mean, I we're, we've we made a, a mobile platformer way back in the day called Monkey on Your Back, and it it was it's actually awesome, and maybe um, ten people bought it. But Aww. if you're one of those lucky 10 who have played it, it, it proves that um, we can make funny uh, platformer games. So hopefully we'll get a chance to to make a platformer, and I'd love to do it in the Critter Crunch universe. It's, uh, I like anything with jokes, and Critter Crunch has a lot of jokes in it, so I think a 2D platformer <laughs> in HD with jokes would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, you guys have a good sense of humor in the game, too. I love the little quotes that come up, like when you lose a, a round,
3: with just yeah, the random stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, there was a, we had literally like, oh man, we had to whittle it down from like 1,500, like we had so many quotes that uh, Matt, one of the, the uh, co-founders of the studio, and Dan, another who, guy who does all the writing for all of our games, they just sat there and jammed on like thousands of ideas for those tips, and we had to whittle them down because it would have cost us like, you know, a solid 40,000 bucks to translate all those but oh, I, think we, I think what we came in, I think what we came up with was something that hopefully people understand as, uh, as funny.
2: Cool. I think so. Uh, let's see. His next question is 3d is all the rage this gen, but how is it working with big animated 2d stuff nowadays? I mean, you've kind of covered a lot of this already.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I won't go too deep into it, but I mean, there's studios that do 3d awesome and the studios that make 3d look just so fantastic. And I think Um, now we're starting to see a lot of studios prove that you can um, have amazing, stylish, like, quote-unquote, next-gen games done in 2D. I think that um, a lot of that stuff is coming from the more indie studios. Um, I think there's a lot of really, you know, high-quality, amazing 2D stuff all the way from iPhone all the way up to to PSN and and XBLA and WiiWare and full Wii. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot more you know, 2D stuff in the future, not just from Cappy, but from a whole bunch of other companies that, you know, whether they're indie or not, that can just make really awesome stylish stuff. It's a, you know, 2D mm-hmm. was, was where games were for a really long time, and I don't see it ever leaving. You can kind of just, like, it's what, it's a big portion of what games are, to me at least, and I think to a lot of other people. So, yeah. it's a, it's really awesome to be part of that kind of, like, quote-unquote, 2D renaissance, Um, even though I feel like a huge loser saying that.
2: (laughs) No, I think it's pretty (laughs) accurate because everybody for a long time was thinking, you know, 2D was just going to get shoved off onto like cell phone games and GBA and DS. But now you're suddenly seeing like high profile 2D games on like PSP and PSN, Xbox Live Arcade, and then even like full-fledged retail releases now too. So it's really nice. And, you know, like I said, we're old school gamers and really appreciate that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, and I think I that's mean I think line. in general, people appreciate good art. Two D, three D doesn't matter. People just love stuff that looks good on their HDTV, and or even on their iPhone, or even on any other platform. People like stuff that has style and that has character and that has personality. And if you, if you can do that in three D, all for it. I mean, we're we're we just think we're we're good at doing it in two D, and that's you know we have a lot of fun doing it, and that's you know that's kind of where Cappy is right now. Cappy is very happy to be a 2D-focused studio, and we're very happy that people seem to like the stuff we put out.
2: Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Alright, part three of his question. There are so many gameplay elements, the game feels oversaturated at times, especially in the later adventure stages in the survival mode. I'd love to see a pure mode, something like survival, but with just chains and combos. Any chance for new modes via title update or DLC?
3: That's a, that's a really interesting idea, and something that you know, we haven't talked about much, but at the same time, it's something that, you know, seems like it'd be a really cool addition, you know, a mode that you just go into and jam on giant combos and huge chains. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we'll do our best to support this game as much as we humanly can. And if there's, you know, if, if people think that doing something like a pure mode would be awesome, then we're definitely going to talk about it and see if we can get it in. I mean, this kind of, you know kudos to chris because this kind of fan feedback and, and and you know just ideas from fans is, is always really really cool for us to hear that people are thinking about the game outside of just like oh this is fun
0: they're also <laughs> like hey
3: what else could, you know what could make you know what would i like to see in this game
2: so yeah,
3: yeah i mean it's definitely uh I, we haven't necessarily talked about it much but i'm going to take the question and chat with the other dudes and, and see if it's something we can't shove in at some point
2: awesome i'd love to see something like that in there Because, like, survival's great and the co-op's great, but, yeah, something with just, like, a basic set of rules or being able to, like, choose what critters and power-ups and stuff you want and, like, see how far you can get or something.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's, like, just kind of use the tools that you have and pick which ones you get to play with and see what you can do with it.
2: Yeah, cool. Okay, the last part of his question. The art direction and character designs made me expect a Japanese art lead, but I was surprised when I saw the ending credits. Most Western-developed games fail to nail anime-like stuff, yet Critter Crunch managed to ring true. How were you guys able to achieve such a coherent style?
3: Oh, um, uh, ref, like saying it looked Japanese is is a pretty big compliment to us because a lot of our inspiration for the game was was Japanese stuff. Everything from Miyazaki through to like the you know the little uh, Japanese prefecture mascots and. A lot of the character designs and that kind of stuff from yeah. from a lot of like iconic Japanese stuff. So I mean, that's kind of cool that that people think that you know we kind of hit that. Um, how are we able to make the style coherent and actually kind of hit that kind of anime-ish? Um, a lot of it has to do with just you know the team working really close. Everybody from um, creative director all the way down to the programmers and, and everybody being involved and. I think one of the big things is that we all kind of knew what we were aiming for. We had this, we set a goal for ourselves with this game. Um, and, and the goal was to create something that was not necessarily anime or not necessarily like super Japanese, but something that fell in that kind of realm of, of visual quality. Um, and so when Kiko and Syl went back to start making characters and backgrounds, I think they kind of knew what we were aiming for even before they even started, you know, making art for the game. Um and then I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that, you know, we constantly jammed on the art as a studio. I mean we were always talking about it, always looking for ways to make it better, always looking for ways to make sure that every character in the game um fit a coherent style and fit in with the like, you know, the atmosphere, the fact that it's lighthearted and jokes even needed to come through in in, in every element of the game. So I mean I'm glad to hear that, that, that people think it worked out. I, I think we kind of, I think we managed to pull it off. And I think one of the biggest kind of things that I'm proud of with this game is that um, from kind of the first second you turn on the game, um, whether you go into leaderboards or you go into and play the game or you're on the adventure map, I feel like it all feels like it's part of the same world. And that kind of like, you know, making every element of the game feel like it's part of one game is was really important to us. And, and I'm really proud that we managed to, I think, pull that off
1: yeah definitely oh yeah i'd say you pulled it off mm-hmm. uh P- psn store <laughs> psn store asks were there any power-ups cut from the game
3: psn store is that kasatsu Kis- i think it is it is i think I think, <laughs> I think he's i think he's one of my gaff buddies if it is uh what's up dude
2: uh, i'm pretty sure it, um,
3: is. <laughs> it is he uh the big ups to kasatsu he uh he, he helped us out a lot with, uh, managing threads on gaff and stuff. And, and it was, uh, it's much appreciated. He's a super rad dude. Um, and his girlfriend likes the game as well, which is another big win for me. Um, <laughs> so power-ups, we actually didn't cut a single power-up. Um, that, that, that seems like the short answer and it seems like it's kind of a cop-out. So I will tell you, we did cut critters. Um, we had a zombie critter that was actually kind of like we thought would be super awesome. Um, and the zombie critter basically you could only pop him by feeding him poison critters
0: oh. um,
3: ah, so yeah. he wouldn't eat regular critters but he'd eat the poison critters but um, when we put it in game uh, it sucked balls really bad <laughs> it was totally it, w- it was totally not fun and it felt kind of broken and uh, Chris the creative director played it and was just like let's not even let's not even try to, to finish this off because it's it's just it's something that so goes against what you know what the game was about. Yeah. It was such a you could all you know such a specific thing like you could only do this under this one weird scenario, and you always had to dig out the poison guys. And anyways, long story short, we 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 nixed the zombie critter, but maybe we'll blow we'll toss the, the the art and the animations that were done up on our up on the crittercrunch. com site. Oh, so that's a good idea. You can take a look at oh, some that'd point. That'd be cool. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's broken enough that we never really want to use it in game um, yeah. unless we can figure out a better way. So we're, it's not like we're giving away. Uh, DLC or anything there either. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, Asian Potion asks: Is there going to be any chance of a PSP version? Seems like a great grab-and-go game, and having a blast with it so far.
3: Glad you're having a blast with it. Um, PSP version? We would, yeah, we'd totally love to do. I mean, it'd be again, we're we're not a very big studio, so we really have to, you know, pick and choose what we're working on. And right now, we're really focused on Critter Crunch and post-launch on PSN. But, you know, moving, you know, kind of into the near future, it's something that we're definitely going to consider. It's the same thing with, like, you might see Critter Crunch on PC if we can do it. I mean, we love the mm-hmm. game. I mean, in in an ideal world, you'd be able to play Critter Crunch on uh, tons of platforms. But, I mean, right now we're really happy to be a, a PSN-exclusive game. And, I mean, Sony, again, I'm going to keep brown nose and sony but they, they've been <laughs> they've been so awesome to us that like this this game is definitely you know right now critter crunch's home is, is on playstation network so um awesome cool. you know, who knows I, I we're we're uh we definitely would think uh psp and the minis and and that kind of area is really really interesting especially for an indie studio um so you know hopefully you'll see something uh hopefully maybe it'll be critter crunch
1: very nice nice and then uh, our last question from Luan uh, he says why the name capybara games is it's a great name for a company.
3: Well, he's like the first person that ever said that it was a great name for a company. <laughs> I feel like most, most people can't even A pronounce giant it. rodent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um well, I I did a really uh I had a really cool kind of back and forth chat that turned out into an article on Kotaku about um the whole kind of like, you know, why we got named uh got to hang out with Mike McWhorter, who's been super cool to Cappy so far, Um, and he basically was like, how the hell did you come up with this name, And Like, I didn't even know it was a real animal. Um, And so, I mean, most people probably don't know that our studio was started by a bunch of random people out of uh, Toronto, IGDA. Um, There was like no game studios in Toronto, um, and none of us could get jobs in games, so we just said, F it, let's start our own studio and see what the hell happens. Um, and there was 12 people, um, and we just so happened to have, like, artists and programmers and sound guys and designers and producers, and it was this weird kind of, you know, strange occurrence that stars align, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, of course, like, right once we decided that we were going to make some games, the first thing that you do is, like, dude, we need a cool company name. Uh, so, <laughs> we sat down and tried to figure out how to make 12 people agree on a name for a studio. Um, it was bloody impossible, um, so we decided to, like, go kind of Democratic style, like, vote for your number one name, your number two name, and your number three name. Um, and there was, like, these all these awesome, super cool names, and some of the programmers had some terrible names, because that's what programmers do. They come up with terrible names. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I, I shouldn't be knocking programmers. Um, but yeah. Anyways, we, we we had like this whole pool of names, and then we just had ever, all of the twelve dudes pick from it. And no word of a lie, Capybara was everybody's second choice. So wow. we, we named our we named our studio after uh, the second best option uh, choice of twelve people, um, largely because uh, a lot of people who thought they had awesome names, other people hated them, and this was the only name that everybody thought was kind of cool. So that's how we got a kind of cool name that apparently Luan thinks is great. Um, But since then, (laughs) it's kind of strange, though, because it's like, really, a a capybara is a giant guinea pig, and capybara games as a whole is really this kind of big guinea pig of of an indie game studio, where it's kind of what happens when you get... I mean, we're all... I think we have, like, two dudes that are over 30. We're like a young group of 20 people that just really wants to make crazy kick-ass games and um you know none of us had worked at you know big game companies before or anything we me and the other guys who started the studio you know put our own money out of our own pockets to start the company so really it's just been one big kind of Jeez. we're one big guinea pig of a studio yeah. so we didn't know that at the time but it kind of rings true in, in hindsight huh,
2: huh. that's very cool, cool. <laughs> wow well I think we've uh taken up a ton of your time tonight but we it's really always, appreciate I, it
3: well i uh i really appreciate the chance to come out and i mean like i said kind of earlier we you know cappy loves the game and we really hope that people love the game and you know because we love the game uh it's actually super fun to talk about it and uh i enjoy doing it thoroughly it's it's i don't even consider it work in the slightest so don't worry about taking up my time it's uh hopefully people in, enjoy listening and Learn a little bit about the game, and if you haven't bought it, check it out. It's uh, it's seven dollars, and uh, I'd like to think it's worth it.
2: Yeah, I think it is, and yeah, I can check out the demo next week, of course.
3: Yeah, for
1: sure. Awesome. Indeed. All right, Nathan. Well, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, hopefully, maybe we can get you back on when you have any announcements to make.
3: Consider it done. I'm I'm uh, I'm all over this. Sweet. We, all
2: right, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
3: All right, kids. We'll get out
1: there and and pick up critter. uh get out there and pick up critter crunch. I can't even talk anymore. I'm so out of it. Uh, what is it? Six ninety nine, seven bucks. Six ninety nine. Giddy totally up! Get out there and buy it. Great puzzle and, game. Uh,
3: if you if you see uh, if you happen to see uh, PSN ID Capitronics, uh, that's the studio PS3. So you're playing against someone who probably made the game.
2: Well, that was quite a wordy interview. <laughs>
1: But, you know,
3: it it, it happens because
1: one thing that you and I don't do, I mean, we we, we do prepare, but we don't sit and say, all right, we're going to talk about this question for this long, and we're going to cut this down to here, and we're going to blah, blah, blah. The reason that you and I, at least in my mind, I think the reason that you and I do this is so we can sit and talk about games like we're sitting on the couch. And that's what was so awesome about talking to Nathan, because we even talked for, God, at least a half an hour before we recorded.
2: Yeah. He's a really cool guy, and I love what they're doing, and I really mean it. I love 2D art in games, and like I fully support them and what they're doing. Actually, if he hadn't told me Disney was the one that published Critter Crunch for iPhone, and they wouldn't see as many royalties, I probably would have bought it. I might still actually, because it's only two bucks. But it's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. But uh, yeah, do we want to give or not give away, but do the contest for it now?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Okay. Uh, Nathan was kind enough to give us a trivia question that we want you to answer. And if you answer it correctly, we'll put all your names in a hat, pull one out next week, and you'll get a code for Critter Crunch. Yay! Thanks, Capybara. Mm -hmm. Yay! Uh, This uh, trivia question, the answer can actually be found at CritterCrunch.com. So you're going to have to do a little bit of searching. It's actually not as hard to find as I thought it would be. But the question is, who designed the original Biggs? And Biggs is the little orange uh, critter from Critter Crunch. So that's it. Who designed the original Biggs? Send uh, us an email. The subject has to say Critter Crunch Contest. And then put your answer in there. Yeah. So get those people, in by uh, next week.
1: Actually, while well, that's set that it, because then we have people lagging behind and, oh, is, this, is oh, that's it too true. late to do it? or yeah. So we're going to say have your answers in by next Wednesday the 21st by 12 noon Central Standard Time. And if you mm-hmm. want to know what that is in your time zone, Google it, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so or go, just October get it in the next day, to be sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. W- once again, the question is who designed the original bigs?
1: Yep, and send that to podcast at psnation.org dot org with the subject Critter Crunch Contest.
2: There you go, and thanks to Cappy for sending giving us that code to give away, and for doing the interview. Definitely. Yeah, and for making Critter Crunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for being so cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, onto the news. We're just going to do a couple of news items this week, just for uh, time's sake. Uh, but we got a couple of doozies, I think. Uh, you want to do the first one? You want me to do it?
2: I'll do the first one since you're all hot and bothered about the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the actor who played Cole in the first infamous may be getting recast for the sequel. The, uh, actor David Sullivan tweeted as spotted by G4 that he's being considered for the role of Cole and he says it's being recast for the sequel. So there you go. Uh, no real confirmation that the game sequel exists, but I think it's pretty clear that there's going to be one. How could there yeah, not be?
1: Also, I just read the news that water is wet, the sky is blue, and Lindsay Lohan is a coked-up whore. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just, just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we all knew that there was going to be a sequel. I mean, it, it's obvious. This game did incredibly well. It's a great game. I still love the game. Uh, and actually once there's a lull after Christmas, I am still planning on getting back in and playing on the evil side. Um, yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, it was obvious, but this is just one of those little things like, Oh, it is actually going to happen. Ooh. So luckily we, I met, what's his name? Nate Fox. I think it is. He was the lead designer. Met him at E3 and talked to him quite a bit. So hopefully we can get him on the show. He was kind of asking about our show and podcasting in general. So Hopefully, maybe he'll remember that a year later. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're the fat guy. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, and then uh, today, uh, big news. I was flipping out when I saw this. Uh, Coming exclusively to the PSN, Planet Mini Golf from uh, the makers of Zen Pinball, Zen Studios. They're bringing a mini golf game to the freaking PS3. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, They're using the same physics engine (laughs) that they use in Zen Pinball. Uh, single player campaign, full suite of multiplayer options, local hot seat mode, blah blah blah. In other words, this game's going to kick effing ass. So I hope they show us some screenshots. Zen Studios is horrible at giving us screenshots of stuff. They they still haven't shown anything yeah. from the from the Ninja Gaiden table, you know. And ah, oh, just dudes, give us some freaking media. <laughs> so yeah, mini golf man, that's that's awesome. I hope they do it right.
2: I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: I would play the shit out of it. I guarantee it. Hell yeah. So, I would play
2: uh, it. I don't know if i play that. the shit out of it. I,
1: I could eat. Well, I mean, there's a mini golf in uh, a couple of the Hot Shots games, and we used to play those all the time. And I'm sure this is probably going to be a lot more featured than that. So, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, oh, man. All right. On to what we've been playing. I have a very short list if you want me to go. sure. All right uh mag beta they updated it last weekend, and wow do they change a lot of stuff uh it runs a lot smoother now it's it's a lot less pop things like that again it's beta, so you expect glitches and everything but man it is just we have had some incredibly epic battles uh two hands revy and I have gotten in a couple times i and he was screwing with my head last night and I don't remember what I said about what team or what faction we're in, but we're in valor. He said, I, he thought that I said Raven, and I don't remember, and I'm sorry if I did. We're in Valor. So, uh, but, like, freaking uh, Vladrick is up to level 40 already. It's just, ah. But, wow. uh, yeah, it, it is, since we had the interview, they updated it, and, wow, did they fix a lot of stuff. Uh, the driving still kind of sucks. The rocket launchers are still kind of glitchy, like he said they knew they were. Uh, the grenades are a lot better. We're seeing some physics with the grenades now. But honestly, just I'm, we're having a blast with this game. Uh, when you get on with a good squad that works together, oh my god, is it a great experience! But on the other spectrum, now that all the people f- from the GameStop beta or uh, pre-buyer in, we're constantly trying to teach people how to play the game, and all you have is a squad full of lone wolves. So I mean, there's there's very very distinct ends of the spectrum there. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, when it's good, it is so freaking good and so epic that. Oh, just having an absolute blast with it.
2: That is one thing I really worry about with that game, but everybody has to learn somewhere. So Definitely. once they get and the hang been, of it, you know. Yeah,
1: and we, we, we've tried to, to teach a lot of people. The one problem that we have a lot of times are people that, that work up to level, uh, I think it's 15 to become a squad leader, 15 or 20, and they just randomly click on squad leader, leader to be the squad leader, and they don't do anything. So anybody listening to this, if you get the ability to become a squad leader, you need to, to find out what you can do as a squad leader. You need to give people orders. You need to call in mortar strikes. You need to call in UAVs. You need to do stuff because not only do people depend on you to, to find an objective so you can stay together as a squad, but like let's say, you, say <clears throat> you, you select a bunker and you say, okay, we need to go to this bunker and blow it up. Anything that you do around that bunker, you kill anybody, you you uh, lay a charge, anything like that, you get your squad lead, or your squad mates get extra points. So it, it benefits everybody to do this. So yeah, if you're a squad leader, do something with it or don't choose it. Ask people what to do before you choose to be a squad leader, and that's my butt point of the week. Butt point? <laughs> I can't say I can't say ass point. That's yours. So anyway. That's true. Uh Uncharted Two online, you know, the beta, they shut it off. Pretty nondescriptly, just kind of shut off shut off the thing. But uh been playing some Uncharted Two online with the full game. Uh it was pretty funny Tuesday night in the Mag Beta. It took Revy and I about twenty minutes to get a match because literally everybody was in playing Uncharted Two. Half of my friends list was <laughs> playing Uncharted Two at least. Yeah. It's the most people I've had online on my friends list at once.
2: It I was think crazy. Ninety percent of mine was Uncharted Two. One or two were playing Demon Souls, and then I was playing Critter yeah. Crunch.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. But uh, went on and and I forgot I forget all of them. But I was on with like One Shot Oswald, and I think Vladrick joined up for a while, if I remember correctly. I'm I'm probably totally wrong. But we had a party of four people, and uh, overall we were kicking some major ass. It was uh, the, the, there's the new map on for it's called Sanctuary it's insane there are so many little tunnels and nooks and crannies and we were playing objective that night we were playing plunder and oh my god it was just awesome so i'm i actually protected the video i want to make sure i still have that video because it was nuts uh but yeah just great 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 um played some critter crunch because i knew we were going to be talking to him today i'm not a big puzzle game guy i never really have been not even tetris but God damn you, you cannot deny how cool this game is um, mm-hmm. It's a mechanic that's very easy to understand, even if I will say sit through the tutorial you you have to sit through it It's about ten minutes long, but sit through it, and it teaches you everything but and it seems very daunting. I was even saying, "Oh my God, this is crazy! Look at all this stuff, but it ramps up really nicely and yeah, the animation and and we'll talk about this in the review, but the animation and the graphics. I I did. I said this in the interview, but I texted Mark, and I'm like, we need a dynamic theme so bad, because I love Mm -hmm. the art style in that game. I I absolutely love it. So, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, And the last one of of note, well, besides a lot of Gran Turismo on the PSP, I'm... I haven't been this hooked on a Gran Turismo in years. I am just hooked. Gravity Crash on the PS3. uh, We we got a pre-beta version of it, and oh my god, this game is so awesome. It, it, it's retro awesomeness at its finest. Uh, some very cool visual effects that I didn't expect. They They really did some neat stuff in the backgrounds, but this takes you back to actual skills-based understanding gravity and physics. It, just awesomeness. I mean, you're, you're looking at like gravitar, asteroids, that kind of thing, but full inertia, full gravity effect, and when you hit the water, it's like reverse gravity, so it makes you want to float. And I know I can't say too much about it, but we can we can talk in general about it, but the levels ramp up really well, and like Stuart said, every one of the levels in the game was actually built using the built-in editor. And I haven't messed with the editor yet, because I don't know if it'll crash the game or not. Um, but, oh my god, the, the game is just... There's, well, one thing I really like is they, they made two distinct control schemes now, and I don't know if this will be in the final game, so buyer beware I guess. Uh, there's one that's basically a twin-stick shooter, so you You know, you fly with the left stick and you fire with the right. And I haven't really played with that yet because I'm old and I remember how (coughs) balls-nasty hard the games used to be because in the arcades they wanted you to keep feeding tokens or quarters in. So I went with the old school control. And uh, one really cool thing is when you're doing the campaign and you choose a control scheme, you can't switch over to the other one, so you're stuck, (laughs) which is awesome. Because at one point I was like, God, I I might switch. I might switch. And then I couldn't. I'm like, alright, I'll keep playing, I'll keep playing, and I did it. So, basically, you have to you have to steer left and right with the left stick, and you hit the rockets with the X, and you fire with R1. So, you have to be really, really careful, and, and Stuart emailed me, and he, he you know, he's asking about what I thought of the game, and I said, you know, I told him I love it. I, I'm just absolutely loving it so far because it's so skills-based, and it's so freaking hard at, at points. It's not, like, so hard you're not going to play it, but it gets to the point where you have to concentrate and you're just like, Oh my God, I have to get through this little crevice. And I told him, I I said, I just love the fact that you have this old school control scheme in there for guys like me. Um, Mm -hmm. the music is great. There's some of the soundtrack in the, in this pre beta copy. I don't think it's the whole soundtrack, but the music is, it fits. It's so cool. Uh, cold storage has done an awesome job. Uh, he did all the sound effects as well. And there's some really fun sound effects that are very retro style. Uh, I can't say enough about it. I'm I'm loving it. I I just I can't wait to get the full game. I think because Stuart kind of made a little hint on Twitter. I think they're going to be announcing the date pretty soon. I'm not sure, but I think they're going to be announcing the date pretty soon. Uh, nice, but yeah, Gravity Crash, dude. I I can't say enough about it so far, and uh, and I can't wait to review the full game uh, and to try the multiplayer stuff out. And oh man, I I'm loving it. So yeah. Hype machine has started. Like it. <laughs> I, and it's so funny because I haven't played it for a few days, and he, and I think he checked the server to see if my times had been updated. Because the server's up, and uh, he kind of you know nudged me a little bit with a message. I'm like, oh, I just haven't had time to play. You know, I have had all this going on, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play it tonight. And I told him already, there is no way in hell I will ever get a high or a, 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 the quickest time on any map ever because of the way I <laughs> play games like this. But the great thing is, there's no penalty either. Uh, but I did one of the boss battles, and the boss was really, really well done. Uh, it, it, oh God, it, it is—it's—it's it's so retro, and it's so cool for people like me. And but it's—it's it's not so retro that people that are just getting into gaming or whatever won't like it. It's—it's oh, it's got such a wide appeal. It's—it's it's cool, and that's it. I think right. That's it. I, I really haven't played anything else lately. It's been all Uncharted 2 and blah blah blah. Although we finally got a review copy of Need for Speed Shift showed up today, so I'll be playing that for next Ooh. week. Yeah. It's even got the plastic on it still.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my turn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Played the hell out of Uncharted 2 pretty much all weekend and finished that up. Uh, I played the Bayonetta demo.
1: Oh, I played that too.
2: And Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about that for a minute, because a lot of people played it and were a little disappointed with the visuals, but still thought it was a lot of fun. And I agree. I think it's going to be kind of like Lost Planet was on PS3, where it's not going to be quite as good as the other versions. But if you don't compare them or, you know, just take it for what it is, it doesn't matter because the game's probably still going to be fun. But I haven't played the 360 version since E3. And actually, I think you can download the Japanese demo.
1: If you yeah, yeah but I don't want to go. It's kind of a pain in the ass to set up a Japanese account on the 360.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I may try to do that because I I want to play it. But right off the bat, all I remember is like the PS3 one looks washed out and muddy compared to the 360 yes. one. And like I remember how vibrant and smooth it was. Like I didn't really see a lot of the frame rate problems people were talking about during they the cutscene. I saw like some stutters, but otherwise, I thought it was pretty smooth. It just yeah. didn't look as sharp or detailed. Not to say it was bad at all. It still played awesomely. But at this point, like I still love the game, and I'm kind of torn on what version I want to get because I would like to I have think, the best version of it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things where if you own both systems, the 360 version's the the one to go with. But if you only yeah. have PS3, you're not getting screwed. It's still going to be a good game.
2: Hmm. But they really like the question is. Who's to blame? Because it it says right in the the credits like ported by Sega. It doesn't say, you know, well, that I it's think like it's kinda shitty of that it. Platinum
1: Games just like washed their hands of it. I mean, even at even at uh, E3, we were told flat out to our faces, "No, the PS3 version will look this good."
2: Yeah. And yeah, then so this all, I,
1: you know, this all comes out.
2: Yeah, and I mean, did Sega do a crappy job porting it? Cuz they've done some really good PS3 stuff before. Valkyria, yeah. Yakuza, I mean, did Platinum do a shoddy job porting the 360 version, which made it hard to port? Did Sega just not have enough time to port it properly? Like, Who knows? It's and unfortunately, because it's, it's due out in Japan like it's really damn soon, so I don't think there's really going to be any changes unless they completely revamp it in the remaining couple months before the U.S. release. Right. So Yeah,
1: it, it's disappointing, though. It, it, it's a game that you and I were both pretty hyped for that surprisingly we were hyped for because I think we... We both went into E3 kind of saying, oh, yeah, Bayonetta, that's interesting. And then we played it and we're like, oh, no, man, this I went is really
2: cool. To be hype. I am wow. a huge fan of Clover slash Platinum games. So right, right, I was really right. looking forward to it. So it was, I, it I'm still super for hyped. And it, it's going to be one of those games where I'll probably buy one version and Gamefly the other just to compare them. So we'll see. I think you're
1: just asking for trouble to compare them like that.
2: Probably. I'm just kind of pissed.
1: I am too. I, I, I It actually. Pisses me off quite a bit. I think it's a shitty thing to do, especially this far into the life cycle of both systems. I think it's yeah. ridiculous to be honest.
2: Yeah, it sucks. Uh let's see what else did I play this week. Um we were hanging out at the Cracker Jacks this weekend and we played some I heard you buzz. Did a lot of shots. I did one shot out of a coffee mug. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, Cracker Jack. <laughs>
1: Did you bring the monkey butler for, uh, for Cracker Jack?
2: The monkey butler? Oh, the table? Yeah. No, we left that. <laughs> uh, but it did accidentally leave the dongle for Buzz at his place. Oh, go? He accused me of not bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I forgot how much I like Buzz, and I went back and played our old PS Nation quizzes and realized there's some out-of-date questions in there, like the PS3 fanboy stuff. Whoops. <laughs> so i may revamp those and do a fourth one oh. um what else obviously i played a ton of critter crunch uh a ton of my wife songs. played the hell out of uno and i actually wanted to get her on to review that for us because she's almost got all the trophies i think holy shit um yeah but she's actually in in chicago for the next couple of days for training for work so oh, maybe next week yeah
1: Actually, I wanted uh, to get on and play with them, and, and either the games were always full, or they weren't on playing when I was on. But I, you know, I've been playing Uno every now and then, and yeah.
2: uh, I think it's a good yeah, version. Uh, Ten bucks seems a little steep, yeah. But it's done really well, and it's got a lot of options in it.
1: It's got more options than the 360 version by far. Uh, I think the 360 version overall. It, I like the interface a little bit better than the 360 version, but it's a very negligible. So I would say that mm-hmm. yeah, the PS3 version's actually really well done.
2: Yeah. But the PS three sixty also had the has the advantage of custom soundtracks, which the PS3 doesn't. Yeah. And the music gets old after a while. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh oh, I played a lot more Dissidia as usual. Um I keep forgetting I bought Thexter because I need to play that so I can review that.
1: Oh shit, I haven't even booted um, that up yet.
2: Yeah, it's good, but it's hard. Yeah, and that's what she said. I, I'm a sucker and uh the Toys R Us, buy two, get one free sale, suck me Jesus. in. Yeah. Um, I didn't buy anything for PlayStation systems though. <laughs> I stocked <laughs> up on Wii Games.
1: <laughs> You're so fired.
2: I know. Yeah, I just wanted to know to see what they had. The only one I really wanted was a boy in his blob, which is really yeah. awesome, and anybody who is talking up Muramasa because it's got such awesome 2d art needs to go check out a boy and his blob because it's that level of 2d art. And I think it really sucks because it's not getting the hype that Muramasa did. And yeah, there you go. It's kind of like a puzzle puzzle slash platform. I guess if anybody's as old as us, you might remember the original from the NES. It's a remake of that. Totally like ground up remake though. It's way different. That's what I've heard. Um, yeah, and I I was looking around. I almost picked up Katamari, but then I decided I'm gonna GameFly it first because, as much as I like Katamari, I get sick of them so fast that I think I'm just yeah. gonna rent it. We'll see, so instead, that's I,
1: what I've heard about this new one is that they they mix it up enough where it doesn't get old.
2: Yeah, and I just I gotta play it first. Um, but I picked up Metroid Prime Trilogy instead because I've been wanting oh, that. Geez. Yeah. And for the, the free one, I actually picked up the new Professor Layton for my wife.
1: Oh, the new one? Yep. Very cool.
2: Yeah, so she took that with her. <laughs> I'm She'll a good husband she's, sometimes. She's
1: probably at the bars right now.
2: No, she's probably watching cable TV because we don't have cable TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. I think that about does it.
1: Okay. Well, uh, let's take our first break or our only break. And when we come back, maybe we'll have Martin back. I don't know. Uh, But we'll do a review of Critter Crunch and a review of Uncharted 2. right, we are back, and unfortunately we found out that uh, Godzilla won this round. Uh, He uh, apparently singed Martin's ass pretty bad with his fire breath, so uh, yeah, Godzilla won. Martin zero this round, so he'll be on next week with us. He he said he's going to be on with us next week to review Dirt 2, but also just to join us. We miss you, Martin. We miss you, buddy.
2: I love you. I mean, uh, I like
1: Glenn. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) <laughs> How about them football teams and stuff? All right. Yeah, local so, sports ball. Yeah. So, uh, first off, you know we we just talked to Nathan from uh, Capybara. Let's review Critter mm-hmm. Critter Crunch. Let's do it. Um,
2: Let's well, do as it. if like my gushing wasn't obvious. I love this game. I really do. I'm not bullshitting. I honestly am putting this. There's no way like this won't be one of my game of the year nominees. I don't know where it's going to sit in like my top 10 list of games of the year or if it'll even, you know, totally make the cut because I haven't really planned everything out yet, but it's, (laughs) it's way up there. It's easily, it's easily one of the best PSN games released this year. Let's put it that way. I think that's pretty fair.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, he, he gave a good description of the game. It's a puzzle game. You are essentially like this big furry cute critter named Biggs, who eats little critters that are slowly descending from the top. And it's essentially built around: you have small, medium, and large critters. You eat this. You you can suck the small one in with your tongue and then spit it back out to feed another another one of the creatures. Um, each uh, each medium and large one takes two of the smaller size to to pop it. And when they pop, you eat the gem inside. So, essentially, you could feed two small ones to a medium, or two mediums to a large, or feed a small one to the medium, and then feed that one to the large, and that will work as- to pop it. So, I mean, it, the, the premise may sound a little complex, and like you've said, the tutorial makes it seem you know slightly more complex than it is, but then once you actually get your hands on the game, you're like, oh, it all makes sense. So, it, it kind of just builds off that as you go through the game, yeah. then. You get more colors of critters you get other things in there you have like rock critters which you can't pop you actually have to pop a chain of the critters around like that are above, above. the rock one to drop it yeah. yeah there's poison ones that will spread the poison and you have to make sure not to eat the poison glob when it falls or you lose points uh it just keeps going there's electric ones there's bombs you get power ups like spitting watermelon seeds to pop a critter or a jalapeno which will destroy an entire row a paint can which paints them all like two different colors so you can rack up some insane combos and the combos are awesome if you're popping critters that are like directly next to or above another one that's the same color it just creates a chain and then if there happens to be like a smaller one that one above can eat you know that when you pop a row it'll automatically do that and chain some more it's incredibly like i don't want to say simplistic because in the end it's not but the premise is fairly simple but in w- the execution is just fabulous yeah, um, i think the best really, mechanic
1: so far that i've come across is the food chain
2: yeah where oh yeah where there's a medium sitting under a large and then you feed the small to the, the yeah, medium so the and it automatically like up and up yep and then you get a bonus coin which gives you more points while it's active So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, of course, the name is great, Food Chain. (laughs) (laughs) But on top of this, like, this is all just the adventure mode, and it keeps getting harder and harder as you go because it introduces more things that you have to take care of. But you also end up unlocking Puzzle, Challenge, and Survival. And Puzzle is basically you have, like, a set number of pieces and a set number of moves, and you have to clear the board within that number of moves. And Challenge, (laughs) like he had said in the interview is like doing specific things like don't get a food chain to clear this board or something specific like that. The survival is essentially just an endless wave, you know, it starts with the basic stuff and it keeps adding more and more and more. And uh, when Jess and I were doing the co-op mode it was kind of like that where you know, we were both running around the screen, but then it would just keep getting harder and harder as it went and you just kept trying to see how many waves you could get through and how high a score you could get. Huh. Um, we got to we got to talk about, you know, puking rainbows too. Well, or, I'm sorry, yeah. barfing rainbows. <laughs> barfing rainbows. Uh, when you pop a chain of eight or larger, Biggs' son Smalls runs onto the screen, and you have to run over to him and hold down the circle button, and you'll actually barf a rainbow into his mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's rack up bonus and cute points. At the same time,
2: <laughs> exactly but as you do that, your the stacks descend a little faster. So you have to be really careful. And that's what ends up getting really hard at the end when you're trying to balance all this stuff. Cause there's actually right. a trophy in the game that you have to feed big stick or feed smalls to completion on 35 different adventure levels to get the trophy. Wow. Yeah. And thankfully there's more than 35 levels, but on some of those later ones where you're balancing, like, you know, I don't even know how many, there's like more than half a dozen different types of, like object like critters on the screen and you're trying to like do that it's descending fast and then you're trying to feed bigs at the same or bigs feed smalls at the same time it gets a little nerve-wracking but that that is actually my number one complaint about the game is that it gets so hard at the end it's like controller (laughs) <laughs> Shattering, frustrating, hard. <laughs> it, I was swearing my ass off playing last night because there were a couple that were just so fucking hard. And it got to the point where it was like the the gist of the levels, the like the first ones I hit that were so hard. There's actually even harder ones later, but where there's like a whole multitude of different critters on it because you get vegetarian ones too that won't eat anything else, so you have to pop them yeah. alongside carnivorous <laughs> that ones. That
1: made me chuckle pretty hard. <laughs>
2: Oh God, it's so funny, and they look all kind of stupid. No offense to vegetarians.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. But what makes it so hard is there's such a variety that you can't really naturally complete any chains before it descends. So you have to get the one that's got the item that gives you the paint can, so you can paint them all the same color and get big chains racked up. But like sometimes the the one with the paint can, because you can see like a little glow around them when they have an item. Yeah. It's like way up at the top and there's all these others in front of it. And you're li- I just restart then. Cause I'm like, well, luck of the draw already told me I'm going to lose this one. So I'm just going to restart until the one that's got the item is near the bottom. Cause then I at least have a chance. But I did kind of tell Nathan my complaint after we were done with the interview. And he said that they're working on that for the patch that they overshot their goal of making the game challenging and not too easy. So they're going to try to patch some of the later levels to make them a little bit easier. Yeah, they said so that, that. going to
1: be pretty soon too.
2: Yeah, they're they're aiming to get it out as soon as they can, so we aren't going to have to wait months and months. Yeah. So huge props to them and they're putting custom soundtracks in it.
1: Yay. Although I kind of yeah. like I I'm I'm sure I would get sick of yeah. it after a while. I haven't played a lot of it, but
2: um I, I, think I don't think the really music's good. bad in it actually. No. It's, not at you all. know, fits the game, kind of tropical. But let's let's talk about the one thing that I mean really attracts everybody to this game, and that's the visuals. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, they uh, it, gorgeous it's animation, insanely, all hand drawn. Yeah, deep, deep it, deep the two calm. guys did it. It blows me away. Two guys did it. It, and it's not just like HD visuals with choppy animation. It's like so yeah. smoothly animated. They did yeah. such an incredible job. I mean, obviously their entire team did, but like, they, like you said, they set out to make something that would stand out on PSN as one of these awesomely creative games, and they totally succeeded.
1: I, I it's think just we knew so that this good. was going to be a special game when we got to E3, though, because I kept seeing Critter Crunch in a lot of little spots all over the Sony booth. Mm-hmm. So it was obvious that Sony was pretty excited about it, even though you know, they didn't have it up on the big screen and all that stuff, but you could kind of tell that yeah. this was going to be something that we wanted to keep our eyes out for.
2: Yeah, and I wish I'd spent more time with it at E3 now, actually, because, like I said, I played it, and I came in in, like, the middle of a game so I had no idea what I was doing, and I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then I restarted it and, like, did some of the tutorial stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense now. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, like, now that the full game's here, like, literally, I I was trying to blow through Adventure Mode last night, and I think I have, like four more areas left that I haven't unlocked. Hmm. But yeah, I like I had been doing the puzzle and challenge modes as I went along, but then I decided to save those for later and just go through adventure. But yeah, like that was when it started getting hard towards the end. And then I hopped online. It's got verses, online and co-op. I did some verses. I had trouble finding somebody, but I think that's probably due to some game called uncharted two that came out that everybody that? seemed to be playing. I never, I yeah, never that. heard of it. Um, I did play the dude. <laughs> I played the guy for a while, and I must have been winning because he quit. Rage <laughs> quit. So, yeah, but it's pretty cool because you you drop effects on the opponent, and there's one that kind of makes the screen look all drunk, and there's like hallucination looking drawings like in the air. It's fucking funny. <laughs> But I didn't try online co-op. I did the offline co-op with Jess, and that was a lot of fun, but she hadn't gotten that far in the game. So as you keep going in that, you start to get to the advanced stuff that you don't see until later in the game. She's like, oh, my God, what's that? Oh, my God, what do I do with this? Oh, my God, why am I losing points? <laughs> so, you know, once she gets used to it, though, I think we'll try to be hitting up the co-op hard to increase our scores. Um, I don't know. What else can we really say about it? It's a great blend see, of puzzle I, I mechanics. I have played it enough.
1: Yeah, I haven't played it enough to even give it a grade, and I'm not going to. I'm going to leave that up to you this week. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing, the only complaint that I had is it seemed like sometimes I was, when I was using the D-pad to go left and right, I would go too far every now and then. But literally, mm. that's the only complaint I have about the game. And, and like I said, I, I'm not a big puzzle game guy, so yeah. it took me a while to even play it. And I knew we were going to be talking to him, and I, I threw it on there, and I was like, alright, I'll, I'll play the game for a while. And I did really enjoy what I played. I, I what What struck me was that they actually kind of put a story into it? You know, with, with yeah. like this Henry Hudson guy or Hank. What, what's the guy's name? Hank Hudson. Hudson. Hank Hudson. Uh, I, Hank think. Hudson. And, yeah, um, I think. And um, I I was shocked by that. I was like, oh my god! I mean, you you see a, a smaller PSN game. What you what you assume is a smaller PSN game for the price that it's at at six ninety nine, and all of a sudden they have like this little story built into it, and and this incredible animation that that just drew me in right away. Um, hmm. I also like that they have, there's different chapters in the tutorial, so you can sit and go through the entire tutorial all at once, or you can leave them turned down in the options, and what'll happen is once you get to a new area that they have some new game game element, it'll actually run the tutorial before that level. So you get it in kind of small, bite-sized chunks, which I think is a great mechanic. I I I think you've covered it, and I think we covered a lot of it in the interview, but...
2: Yeah, it's like, like if if somebody thing. doesn't like Critter Crunch, they're gonna hate this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely, we were Critter Crunch heavy this time, but it is a neat little game, and and it's yeah. definitely one that came out of left field for me. I, I didn't expect. You know, you're at E3, you're kind of looking at everything. You've got all this overload, and and you're not really paying attention to every single thing you see. And I played it, but it just didn't really grab me because I was like, oh, Gravity Crash, oh, Pixel Junk Shooter, oh, yeah. 2, oh, Heavy. There was Rain a lot of right drink there. in there. Yeah, but. Yeah. It's, it's one of these that kind of snuck out of nowhere for me and really took me by surprise. And I think it's yeah. a game that price helps so much, and it's one of those... Oh, yeah. You're not paying a lot of money for a very, very good game with a shitload of replayability.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. like The price does factor into my review score, but I think there's enough content in this game that it's more than worth $10, and honestly, there's enough content in it that it's worth 15 so they're giving i mean at seven bucks it's a fucking bargain
1: oh yeah definitely
2: yeah and like you said i, I forgot about the story because i mean it, the story is kind of throwaway but it's still goofy and funny and it just shows that they have a sense of humor and a love for it because this hank hudson's like an intrepid explorer on a nature show and every every few levels like it'll come in with like a tv show talking about the the environment and bigs yeah. and it's it's pretty goofy and, and it's but worth it's really reading. Funny. I mean, there's
1: some good humor in this game all the way throughout, and and it's yeah. worth reading. And that, and when you over.
2: when you get a game over on a on a stage, it actually gives you like a hint, and the hints are all goofy. Like reading this will make you a better gamer, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> but there's there's some really good ones in there. It's an insanely
1: charming game, and it's not just cool visuals, cool sound, whatever. It's very, very well done gameplay and very tight gameplay and uh, very challenging. It, it's 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 definitely mm-hmm. a, a jewel in the rough and, and and it's come like I said, it came out of left field. And uh, yeah, I, think I mean, it's it was
2: always underwater. kind of on my radar, but I did not expect to be this blown away by it when I got it. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised. I mean, you literally were on la- last night playing that instead of Uncharted Two or anything else. I was I was shocked.
2: I know, I know. It really is that good. And like I said, I, I like puzzle games, but I'm not a huge fan. And there's only a few that have really captured me that I really want to play them all the time. And this is one of them. So my hats off to Cappy games. You guys have really done it. Yeah. So my, my final score is an a minus a very strong a minus, and it's mostly being docked for how difficult it gets at the end. I think the, the progression is pretty gradual from, like, the beginning to about mid-game, and then it gets a little erratic from mid-game on, as, like, they throw in a couple of really hard levels with a couple of, you know, fairly standard levels, but if the patch fixes that, I would easily up that grade to an A. Cool. hmm
1: Yeah, like I said, I didn't play it enough to give it a grade, so I'm just gonna stick with what yeah. you say.
2: Yeah, we'll have to do some um, online, because it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, I'd love to try it. Uh Well, like I said, we were going to have Martin on Review Dirt 2, but we will do that next week. So, Mark gets to yeah. talk again and uh, give us his impressions of Uncharted 2. Amongst oh, these. my
2: God. Yeah. Here comes the hate. Okay, no, not really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, luckily, you and I really can't be blamed for overhyping this because we didn't have it before. Actually, <laughs> the Other people on the net. So, they overhyped it and we're the ones buying into the hype, right?
2: Exactly. Wait, what?
1: Or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just don't want to be blamed I, I, for uh you know uh, uh the Killzone two, which it's funny when I hear people say you overhyped it, and I'm like, Yeah, but you love the game, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, then I didn't it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um I didn't listen to your review from last week yet, and I've only read oh. a couple on the net. So it's
1: probably for the best.
2: Yeah, this is mostly coming from me here. Uh I'm going to start by saying that this is definitely one of the best games I have ever played without a doubt. However, I don't think it's quite as perfect as a lot of the reviews seem to say. I think it's damn good. And it's probably as close to perfect as I've ever played in a game, but I think it misses the mark just slightly, but I will also admit that I'm judging this more harshly because it's, it is a sequel. I know it's a high profile game, but that doesn't really matter, but it's a sequel. So it's supposed to be building off of what's already been established and improving upon it. And I think for the most part, it succeeds in that, but there's just a few things that it doesn't. So I'll kind of get into that. I mean, everybody knows the good, so I don't really want to keep going over that. I kind of just want to go over what I thought was the stuff that could have been a little bit better. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. Actually, it's not okay. a bad idea, because then it won't have to be 15 minutes like mine was.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, like as the game starts out, I'm not going to do any spoilers as much. I think we should do a spoiler review of this at some point, because there's a lot I actually want to mention that I can't.
1: Maybe we'll do... You know what? We should. We did that... What did we do that for? A long time ago.
2: Uh, a- Metal Gear Solid. We did a
1: separate spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hmm. Um... The game starts out... I'm not going to... Well, everybody's probably fucking played it by now. But <laughs> it starts out with, with the train crash, where you're tr- you're climbing the train. And I really like that. I thought it was a fantastic way to get you into the game. And, like, it was nerve-wracking for me, actually. Like, as you're climbing around yeah. the train, and stuff's falling down on you. thought it was a fantastic way to get into it. I thought it did get up, go on a little too long once you got, you know, off the dangling part of the train. And then... It goes into the kind of the t- the backstory tutorial flashback. I thought that went on too long period. It was fun for a while. The banter was good. The story was good, but it was just felt too long to me. Then you get into the first action point where it's a, uh, I forgot where Borneo where you're in the jungle and it feels like, okay, keep in mind here that I just came off of replaying Uncharted one. So I'm like comparing these very directly. So you get to Borneo, which I thought was kind of supposed to felt like a nod to Uncharted 1 where you're in a jungle again. The right. graphics are impossibly improved from the first one. I mean, it just looked <laughs> fucking insane. But something just kind of felt off to me. Like, when you got finally got to the combat and everything, I think part of it may be due to like the combat tweaks and when I was getting used to them, but the flow just didn't feel quite right to me, especially like, I like what they did with the flashbacks telling the story, but something about it didn't feel quite right to me, I guess like where the first uncharted took place in like two areas over extended periods of time. And this one was kind of jumping from place to place for the first few chapters. Like something was just weird. And like the first one did a great job of making the, the areas feel large. And like Borneo felt so small to me. It's like when you finally find what you're looking for, it's like, Oh, Hey guys, remember that stuff up there? That's like 10 feet from the camp that we never noticed. You know, that just, it felt, you know, I'm exaggerating, but it just felt slightly off to me. But once the game actually got to Nepal, which is where we saw in the E3 demo, like the the bombed out city and everything, that is when it finally completely caught me. I don't know what happened there, if I just got used to it enough, or maybe it really just did feel that off and it finally got back to the flow because the areas were longer it felt more like a gigantic expanse that you were getting around but from that point on like the game totally had me hooked and i think, I think part at that of it point it might compl- be just
1: a lack of patience because you'd played the first one and you just cuz i was kind of that way a little bit too it didn't annoy me but i noticed that i was like come on come on let's go let's go I wanted to see more of the story, and I was getting so excited about it that I I, I think that might, if at least for me, I think that's what mm-hmm. it was. It was just all the anticipation.
2: I don't think that don't was know. it for me, because I actually thought some of the story sequences in the beginning were a little bit long-winded. They could have oh, trimmed I, them down I, a little I really bit. The
1: story. Okay.
2: I like the banter, but I don't know. I thought like some of the cutscenes were a little overlong. Hmm. But, I mean, like I said, by, by the time I got to Nepal, like I was completely sucked in and loved pretty much, well, I shouldn't say every second, but almost every second of it from then on, and it felt like Uncharted again. Uh, where should I go from there? Oh, one last thing about the train intro. I really liked it when the game started up, but there's something that happens in the game that actually made makes me dislike <laughs> that part now, but I can't really reveal that without spoilers. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, and I thought it that part was completely up. unnecessary. Well, it bothered me because I thought it, it was yeah I thought it was unnecessary, and it took too long, but yeah. that's me. um the rest of the game well let'll we'll talk about the graphics. um uh. The graphics are unbelievable. I think this is easily the best game- best looking game that's ever been made uh, There's no doubt there, and uh, in fact, I think they're almost too good because at certain points, I was expecting things like clothing to react more realistically, kind of the uncanny yeah. valley thing where I wanted them to, like, move and shift, like, real clothing would, and they're much improved from the first one, but it's still not quite real, so it felt kind of weird. So, I, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. I, mean, I got used to it, but, like, is it possible that it was too good? Because <laughs> what they did with this game is just unbelievable. Like, when you climb up to a high points, like, you, you just gotta, like, stop and look around yeah. at stuff and marvel at the amount of detail. And really, it's the little things, the little details... That set this apart from anything else. Because, like, the bombed-out city it looks like an actual bombed-out city. Yeah. And, like, even the jungles in Borneo, which I thought were a little too short, but they look fucking good, and it looks so much more realistic than the first Uncharted. Like, the rock textures. It didn't the look like a video textures. game rock. It looked like a rock.
1: <laughs> the lighting is, like, way better than the first game, which is I thought was impossible. and And, um, just... Even the the skin and facial features, that kind of thing on all the characters, um, yeah. it never gets it, – it, it, somebody a NeoGAF – well, the funny thing is NeoGav is just es- exploding over this game. It's <laughs> pretty shocking. I mean, it's been universally like, oh my god, this game's awesome. But somebody was talking about how even the eyes look so realistic, even the color and the texture of the whites of the eyes. They're like, how do they yeah. do that? I don't understand how they did that. See,
2: um, the only thing is, I don't like the eyes. I think they made them too shiny. I, I don't Especially know, I, the girls.
1: I think the only one They're, that looked a little odd at two points in the game, I just kind of caught it, was Chloe. But um, Yeah,
2: she she was the worst offender for me. But I think they were trying to make them like, reflective and wet and shiny, so it kind uh, of avoided that robotic, uncanny valley thing. But I think the, they made them a little too shiny and sparkly. I
1: don't know about that, but...
2: Uh, that, that that's my opinion.
1: It it, I just I literally was stopping the game sometimes and just looking around. I'm like, Jesus! Oh yeah, kidding me.
2: I did numerous times. Yeah. But, like the action is good. Like I said, this is supposed to be improving upon the first Uncharted, and in almost every case, I think they did. The combat's better, especially the melee. My God, melee oh, yeah. is useful and fun now. Yeah. It is so good. Like I did a lot run, more in well, this game than I ever thought I would. Oh god, me too. Um, blind firing from cover is so oh. much more useful than the first game. I think Run and Gun's about the same because I actually use that quite a bit in the first one especially towards the end. Platforming, I think, is slightly less forgiving than the first one. I don't necessarily think that's bad. But here's my kind of gripe and the one thing that I think got worse from the first one. And keep in mind, this is A little subjective and very much opinion, but I know other people have said this too. In the first one, there were sections where I found it difficult to tell where you were supposed to go, whether it was like you were running around a level and trying to figure out what path you were supposed to take, or when you were platforming and trying to tell what you could jump to. Um, Yes, there's like the little hint system, but it's not always there for you. In fact, I think they should have implemented more hints in the sequel. Uh, I still had those areas in Uncharted 2. And, like, honestly, this could just come down to my completely complete lack of observation skills. Because a lot of times I was missing things that were plainly obvious and right in front of my face. But there were points in the game where I couldn't tell exactly where I was supposed to go. right? And it's got kind of frustrating um, a little bit when I was doing the platforming stuff. Because you were able to jump for. Uh, in my opinion, it looked like you could jump further in this one when you were platforming to things that it didn't look like you should be able to get to. See, but that I, screwed I me up in a couple problem parts
1: where I would I thought I could jump somewhere and, I, and it wasn't where I was supposed to go. But isn't that kind of a mechanic of a game like this where it's to a certain extent it's you know it's trial and error to to figure out where well, you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing.
2: Yes and no, because the game is so linear, you know, there's usually only one path you can take. And when you can't tell where that is, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. But part of the problem, I think, comes back from it looking too good because they tried to integrate the handholds and everything more naturally into the terrain. Yeah. So I actually missed them a lot of the time and couldn't see them. But. That, like, the platforming stuff wasn't the worst offender. The worst offender for me is, like, parts and stages where you could go, where I couldn't tell where you're supposed to go, especially in firefights, because I played through it on hard, and there were points where, like, I'm in the middle of a battlefield trying to figure out where I can go or, like, what I can jump up onto. Like, oh, there's a ledge. I can just jump up and grab that and hop over the wall or hop on top or whatever, but I couldn't. So I would just run up, you know, kind of, like, do that little jump into the wall and jump off and then get killed because I'm being shot the whole time. And there's a couple points where I'll admit I didn't see where I was supposed to go, but because the camera was turned, like, just right, so that the actual path was blocked, like, from my view, I couldn't tell where to go, because there's one point in the Tibetan village where you're fighting, and I'm not going to ruin it, but there's the enemy that you can't hurt, that can kill you really easily, and I got stuck at that because I thought there was one point where you could actually, you're supposed to go sneak around it. But I, the camera was turned just right the entire time that I missed the path uh, I was supposed to take. See, you and, so you and I was talk going about that
1: level, and, and it was funny because I started thinking about it more and more, and that was actually, that was one I really disagreed with you on, and I, I kind of still do because I really, and, and I died a few times in that one as well, but I was having a blast with that level because it was so... One of the things about this game, mm-hmm. in terms of just the cinematic feel, is this is one of those crescendo moments where, you know, it's the Indiana Jones moment, and, and you've just got all this tension going, and you've got everything else going, and I loved how it progressed. And I, I think maybe it's just because we're kind of different in, in how we how we play these kind of games. But that was the one point where you and I were talking about it, and we'll talk about it in our mm-hmm. spoiler review. but um, Yeah. I really but now, like that you, one. You, I was just, I was you having say blast with that one.
2: Like, I understand what you're saying and I actually can see why you would feel that way. But now look at it from my view where that whole feeling got ruined for me because of this. And the whole thing yeah. was, I was more concerned with peeking around the corner to see it that I was never looking like directly across from there where I was supposed to go. So I never saw like the hole in the wall. Right. And the game actually lets you go out by the enemy
1: which yeah, and
2: actually, and you can get behind it and not get killed, but then the minute you walk like five, ten feet from it, you auto die, like you hit an invisible border and just die, and like that actually really ticked me off. And I'm not really going to dock the game that much on that because yes, I'm an idiot and I missed something really obvious, but they really should have just blocked that off so you couldn't go out there because I was convinced that I had to go out there and figure out. How to get away from it without dying.
1: Well, but I mean, isn't that and, kind of one of those things where, you know, you try it a few times, if it doesn't work, maybe look for an alternate route.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I had to do, and I finally noticed it, but when it gives you the freedom to go out there, why wouldn't you think that's where you're supposed to go? Because the rest of the the level is pretty much open there. And even when I got to a point that was behind cover, I still auto-died as soon as I hit the invisible wall.
1: Uh-oh. I, uh, I just drank my entire flask of scotch, by the way.
2: That's not good.
1: I just went to drink it. And I'm like, Is my, am I plugging the hole or something? Yeah, I'm out. Damn it.
2: Yeah. But that that's my whole thing. Like, that was the worst offender, but I do chalk part of that up to my lack of observation because I missed something easy. Right. But, I mean, there are just minor things like that. And, like, no, it doesn't ruin the game, but I think it also it did hurt the flow in a lot of parts, especially that one, which should have been that awesome moment for me, but it wasn't. And, you know, do I blame the game? Do I blame myself? Or do I just blame somewhere in between? Who knows? Hmm. But like the game obviously works best when it's flowing between combat to platforming, you know, and all that stuff. And there were just like a few too many of those little moments that like the first Uncharted just kind of broke that up, Uh you know, whether I was running stupidly around an empty level looking for where I was supposed to platform to or what, you know, and I think that's one thing that should have improved from the first one and didn't but i know a lot of people don't have that problem with the game either so i think this one i chalk it a little more up to personal opinion so keep that in mind but i've harped on it too long now anyway um (laughs) what else is there to say multiplayer is awesome yes it is. Well, let's talk more about single player first the i love the end like i loved everything about the ending the final boss way better than the first game's final boss definitely and kind of a pain in the ass on hard, too. Um, there is, like, well, I don't know. How, how close a spoiler do we want to get?
1: Uh, let's save that for the other review, the spoiler review. All right,
2: we'll save that for the other review. Because there are certain things that I think people aren't going to like towards the end of the game, but I liked.
1: I think I know what so. you're talking about, and once it's explained, I think you kind of go, oh, my God, okay.
2: Yeah, but I actually liked it a little better before the explanation. <laughs> But I
1: actually liked that they did it the way they did it because yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say anymore, but there's a specific reason I like the way they they, they did that, and I think it's kind of a mm-hmm. nod to the first game to a certain extent.
2: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So I, I really like um, that. Yeah, but like everything, like but like I said, from Nepal on the game like sucked me in. I did have those few moments that you know I kind of got hung up on something, but for the most part, like it didn't detract from the experience that much to the point where I'm going to like knock it a whole letter grade or anything like that forget right. that because the entire package like adds up to be one of the best games I've ever played like multiplayer is awesome deathmatch, co-op um, I played through the game on hard I mean it, you can start on normal or whatever once you beat hard you unlock crushing uh-huh. I actually really 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 want to go back and play it and part of the reason too is to see if I feel any better about the first few levels huh and well, I'm see if it was it just getting used to the new gameplay. I am gonna oh, play I it again am. because I
1: only got fifteen pieces of treasure out of a hundred.
2: <laughs> oh, that was the other thing—they hid the treasure so much better.
1: Yeah, and and here's one hint, and we put it on Twitter, so it's not a, it's not a spoiler at all. But if you see treasure that you don't think you can get to, shoot at it because you might drop it down to where you can get it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like I saw a bunch up high that I couldn't get. And one right in front of my face that was like in a statue that I couldn't get. Yeah, And I, I didn't you. know what was going on. And then, then I exactly figured out later. You, yep. Then I figured out you can shoot them down. And I'm like, shit, there's like five more I could have gotten. Yep. But I I ended up with 35. Wow. Or was it 30?
1: See, but like I said, I was. I don't know. I was purposely playing through the game as quickly as I could so that I could get it sent off to you so you could play it. So oh yeah, I definitely I want to play it. through it again on, a, on, a, on the next difficulty and, and experience it more and soak it in more. So that is the yeah. plan.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that I have a few gripes with it and I don't think it's quite as perfect as like the hype is making it out to be, it's still one of the best games I've ever played and the best game on PS3 as a whole. Of course, yeah. if you didn't like the first Uncharted, I don't know if there's much here that would actually fix that for No, if you didn't like the first one, you. I don't think you're going to like this one. but um, It's more refined, but it's still the same basic you yeah. know, cover combat, platforming kind of stuff. Although, I Or as Marquis calls it, dude raider.
1: Yeah, I did like <laughs> the puzzles on this one better. I did too. I thought they were much better thought out. Because I'll be honest, there was one puzzle in the first game I went to GameFAQs. Because <laughs> I thought I had it figured out, and I just couldn't get it and it was one thing that i had wrong uh but the puzzles in this one were a lot better i i i was very happy about that
2: yeah um yeah i agree with you actually the puzzles this time work better i make sure to uh page through drake's notebook when it yes. gives you the chance to because there's some hilarious stuff in there
1: the pictures of uh sully were very funny
2: yeah and like the the scarometer yes <laughs> yes. Yeah, the there's some good funny. stuff. So, I mean there you go. I think it naughty dog really deserves a pat on the back for this one. Um I expect uncharted 3 to be absolutely perfect. <laughs> you are listening. And it should have two minecarts. But exactly. Oh yeah, there is a minecart. It's not a minecart level per se, but there's oh. a minecart in it. Yep, man, you know, like the twists and I thought at the beginning, like I was gonna get sick of like the double crosses and that kind of stuff in the plot. But I think they did a really good job with it. The plot was great. As far as this being like a movie like game, I have the same issues I did with the first one where it feels so much like a movie. But then every couple steps, it reminds you it's a game. And I don't think I mean, that's nothing I'm like really grading it on because it is what it is. It's still a game. Yeah. You know, whether it's you're fighting waves of enemies or you know every town in the world seems to use the exact same brand of propane tanks conveniently placed <laughs> all over it's still a game, regardless of how movie like it is, but I think they did a really good job marrying the gameplay to the story and keeping it interesting and action packed and holy shit, were there some really good action levels in this, oh yeah, definitely, and there were there was stuff that just had me on the edge of my seat, like, oh my God, this is the best game ever.
1: I got done with a few things, but, and I literally paused the game and just took a deep breath.
2: Yeah, I I had to do the same. But in the end, I'm giving it an A. No, I'm not giving it an A+. But in my opinion, it's very close to an A+, but it doesn't quite hit the mark. If I was giving this like a number grade, it would probably be like a 9.7 or something like that. Because so I think there's still room for improvement. They've done a, an incredible job, especially improving on the faults from the first game. And honestly, I really do think they could pull off a perfect game for part three. Yeah. If there is a part three, which I assume there's going to be.
1: I would assume there would be, as well as this is selling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. And I hope to to hell this sells a ton of PS threes.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to. I don't know for yeah. sure. I mean I've I've been wrong many a time. But Yeah, that's true. I do say that this is a game worth buying a PS three for. It is.
2: Oh, yeah, by far, especially with the multiplayer. And like, you know, in the interview with Richard, I said, like, you know, nobody's really talking much about the multiplayer in reviews, but hey, at least they're not saying this really could have used multiplayer to extend the experience. Exactly. And it just it helps that multiplayer is so good.
1: Yeah, I um, I've been addicted to the multiplayer. And it's funny because I this is not usually something that I would play very much in my past life. You know, I'm I'm very much a first person shooter guy. Although I did stop playing Uncharted Two last night to play Mag Beta, but I went back to Uncharted Two after I was done. So um Yeah. No, it's actually yeah, sent surprising. me an invite,
2: but it was full by the time I tried to get in.
1: Oh yeah. It it it's it's very surprising. I mean it it's five on five when you play the deathmatch and and the objective stuff. Um but the maps are so well done and uh the mechanics are great, and everything just flows together so well i mean it's it's the same visuals as the as the single player I mean it doesn't lose any clarity whatsoever and God damn is it fun i mean if you get on with people you know and you have a and you party up, God is it fun it's yeah man especially when you're kicking ass I mean we had a blast last night so
2: I don't definitely. know. definitely
1: I already did my review. yeah,
2: but yeah every p s three owner needs to at least play this you know not. It isn't going to appeal to everybody across the board, obviously. Yeah. But I think you need to at least try it, or at least see what the PS3 is actually capable of.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, buy the game, mm-hmm. Jesus. We had somebody Twitter us. <laughs> I think it was like this morning or something. And he's like, "Hey, is Uncharted Two a very good game? I, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it." And I wrote back, "I'm like, is this a joke? I'm like, just go yeah. buy the game. It's <laughs> awesome." <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know oh. if it was a joke, but I went. Wait a se- what? What? <laughs> yes it's that
2: good
3: yeah
1: buy it damn it oh geez martin Uh, says godzilla equals wife that's not nice no that's not nice at all all right let's uh stop our stammering and get to the emails and the voicemail
2: okie doke
1: so uh well let's just do the voicemail and and then i won't forget to do it uh okay he sent us two We'll, we'll probably use the other one next week i just uh I knew we were gonna be kinda long this week again and I was right. So uh, our, Dun 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 Uh our first one, our only voicemail is from our buddy uh Super Gay Parade uh from VG Evo. So here we go.
2: Hey guys, this is SGP and I recently had the problem with the chain letters as well but I did receive an interesting one that I wanted to share with y'all. In a remote province of Greenland, December 1912 a small boy was playing in the water about 50 meters out with his remote controlled squid toy when all of a sudden a great white shark came and bit off his right knee. For years he had to live with a wooden knee his father built from old horse carriage tires, occasionally getting painful (laughs) splinters. If you forward this message to 23 people Sony will donate three cents towards buying the wheelchair bound 106 year old man a new prosthetic knee so we can live happily so basically (laughs) f chain
4: letters people that send them are totally whack and i think you should completely block them have a good day
1: (laughs) fuck yeah fuck you chain letter oh god
2: fuck you that is awesome yeah, I've joined on the uh, banning chain letter sender bandwagon, so do not send me one, or I will ban you, or block th- you, or whatever you want to say. thread that got
1: started in our forums, too, about it.
2: Yeah. It pretty funny. They don't work. No, But they that don't. one was it's funny bullshit. as hell. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a good one. All right, on to our emails. Uh, uh, first one from Vader42, and he says, hey guys, loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. I have a question about wireless gaming. Gaming, Ning Ning. I'll try to keep it short and sweet. I've heard several different things, and I wanted to get your guys' professional opinion. Professional, we're professionals. Uh, do you think there is any detectable <laughs> difference between a wireless G router and a wireless N router? You know, I sent him a reply, don't you? Oh, you did. I think so. Would it would it help Whoops. my download speeds at all? I know the N covers more area, but do you think it would be worth upgrading from a G to an N? Uh, here's the deal. Your internet connection is nowhere near as fast as even a G connection. Uh, Your your internet connection is actually the slowest thing that you have on your network. N will only really help if you're streaming huge files from a computer at your house to your PS3. I do not use N for that, and actually your PS3 doesn't support N anyway. Uh, So, if you're doing it over G, it's just fine. Uh, N... Is a neat concept. It works really well for local networks when you're transferring a lot of huge files, things like that. But N will not help you in your gaming uh, unless you have, like, I don't even know how you'd use it. You'd have to get an external adapter for, like, your PS3. Uh, Your PS3 only goes up to G. So getting N isn't going to help you whatsoever. Uh, And Mm -hmm. like I said, even G is faster than, even B is faster. B is 10 meg, or 11 meg. Be 11 meg, your internet connection normally is only, at the most, 3 meg. And even then, that's download speed not upload, because uh, cable fucks you. So, <laughs> no, it, it it's great if you have, like, a bunch of computers on your network and you want to transfer a lot of huge files between those local computers. It doesn't help when you're going over the internet at all. So there you go.
2: Hmm. Well, shouldn't you be using Wired for gaming if you can, anyway?
1: You know, it... it my p s three downstairs I have on a wireless bridge, and it or uh, you know an external wireless adapter works fine. I've never had a problem with it. I play Warhawk on it all the time, I play everything else and whatever uh yeah, cool. if you can go wired, go wired i mean that's you've got a gig port on your p s three and again, you're not getting a gig on internet, but it's the fastest connection you can do, and blah blah blah. I mean even a hundred full is more than fast enough uh but wired is nice because it works better with your uh, local firewall, your router, you know your little box you get from Link System, or whatever else, it, it helps with uh, getting it into the DMZ. Some routers don't like to put a wireless device in your DMZ. so If you can, yes, wired. If you can't, wireless works fine. Hmm. Okay. Although, if you want to do Ad Hoc Party, you have to plug your PS3 in. Right. So there you go.
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: Wait, I actually am a professional for that one. That's what I do for a living.
2: Yay! All right. All right. Numeral email two. your greetings, PS nation. I've been reading a lot of mixed responses to Dante's Inferno, or as we, we like to call it, St. Elmo's fire. I believe I have a solution that would satisfy both sides of this argument, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. So next to the God of War ripoff complaints is the l- complaint that. Visceral is taking a little too much creative liberty with the source material. My solution to this is to get Ronnie James Dio to sign off on the (laughs) game, change the name to Holy Diver, (laughs) and just run with it. They wouldn't need to redo the levels, (laughs) since from what I've seen, it kind of resembles the Holy Diver music video. And with Dio on board, the game would have a pretty killer soundtrack. (laughs) Your thoughts?
1: Everybody, I'm Ronnie James Dio.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) Also for Torgo, I was always wondering how much time you spend on average, editing the show. When I was in college editing film, the general rule of thumb was roughly 5 to 10 minutes of editing per minute of film. Is the time similar with audio? Thanks to Keep Up the Good Work from Uber Allen.
1: Actually, uh, I would say I would rather edit video than audio, to be honest. Um, Because you can fast-forward through video, and you can see what's going on. Audio, you you can Although... I know how to pick certain things up by just looking at them on the waveforms now. (laughs) I know whenever we say, uh... Um... Yeah. uh, An average two-hour show takes roughly three and a half hours to edit and release. Now, when the show is three hours, (laughs) it it depends. If we do an interview a couple days ahead of time, I actually edit that interview ahead of time and have it ready to go, and I just pop it in there. Uh... We had one a couple weeks ago where GarageBand decided to puke at the very end of the editing job, and I had to pretty much redo everything. Now, what takes a little bit yeah. longer, and I actually forgot to mention this when I went through the regular stuff, is uh, you know we tag the show for Furious Gamer. Uh, Furious Gamer being the uh, cool video game radio network that we're a part of. You can find it out on the iTunes App Store for 99 cents or furiousgamer.com. Uh, we tag... Uh, certain games in the show so like if we're talking about the mag beta for more than a couple minutes I put the timestamp in there and actually if people didn't notice last week I actually started doing that in the lyrics section of the mp3 file. so if your um, mp3 player supports ID tag uh, version 2 ID tags uh, you can go to the lyrics and you'll actually see the tags for certain like bigger games like uncharted tonight uncharted 2 will have a section for marks review that kind of thing. Uh, so that takes longer because I have to actually go through all the audio so I can tag that that audio. Um, yeah, it takes a while. And, and it, it gets very frustrating when people, there was, I think, it was it, two or three weeks ago where everybody was on Twitter going, Where the hell's the show? Where the hell's the show? <laughs> so I, I linked them to the donate button to our PayPal and said, Hey, <laughs> buy me a faster Mac and it'll be out faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I get the show edited. <clears throat> and it takes about 20 minutes for the MacBook to, to you know spit out the file. Then I have to go into iTunes and tag it. Then I have to upload it to the FTP. And then I have to create the the, the show note pages for BGEVO, for our site, for NeoGAF. I have to get the RSS feed edited. There's a lot of stuff involved. It's always funny when people say they want to do a podcast. And I, they, I, I keep telling them, you don't realize how much work is involved. Uh, you yeah. really have to love doing it.
2: Well, you do it on a more professional level than some people do anyway, but, Uh, yeah, yeah, if you want it to sound good, it takes a lot of work.
1: Yeah. And actually, you'll hear that tonight because Mark forgot to uh, record his first half of the show. (laughs) So he'll sound a little bit different before the break.
2: How about that sports ball team?
1: Yeah, how about that? All right, next one. (laughs) Thanks for the question, though. Uh, This one's from our buddy Bad76. He says, hello, PS long-time listener, first time writing to you. Really? This is the first time he ever wrote to us? No. Uh, I've got a question for know. you. I don't know. He sends we,
2: voicemails.
1: Yeah, but I think he's written us before. I think we, and he says, I mean the VGEVO members, need a, an Uno night for PS3 and 360, but more on PS3 Uno. That's my question. That's not a question. It's a comment. Uh, yeah. yeah, you guys can do one on 360, but my gold is gone. I'm not re-upping it to play Uno, since I can play it on PS3 now, but... Yeah. uh yeah you know what bad yeah, 76 I, I agree there is nothing stopping you from going out to the sony forums on v g e v o and starting a thread to get yep. it going
2: because everybody else does a fantastic job setting up these nights and it just comes down to like you and i don't really have time i
1: to- guarantee you i don't have the time anymore because that's why the show comes out at like 11 o'clock at night on thursdays now because my job my yeah. job is tough <laughs> yeah this isn't one of those so, easy like the first couple of months is easy they're kicking my ass already
2: yeah i mean vgevo.com is a public forum so join up and set something up and yep. uh yeah we I need mean, a night
1: for it get it started
2: i'd play in it occasionally i like uno and i think my wife would actually play oh, in it a lot she really likes it dude
1: i will fucking play uno any night i love mm-hmm. uno to death i've been playing that since i was a little kid you want to play UNO and I'm not playing anything else, I will play UNO. I'm serious. I'll, I'll, you don't have to twist my arm. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Alright, next one. Alright, hello, it's Triple A here. Just did, did want to ask you a few questions. Well, I want to purchase Demon's Souls, but my only GameStop has it. Well, it's good and bad. They only will have it for full price, but they may have a few special editions left. What I have to say is, should I just purchase it now and get it with a strategy guide edition? And, well, is the guide worth the extra $10, or will it be hard to find for a lower price later? Um, I'll, I'll address this first. Uh, yeah. Well, he sent this to us on Monday, and chances of his GameStop still having Demon Souls are slim, because apparently the game's been selling out everywhere. So I would grab oh, whichever he- version you... Yeah, <laughs> I would grab whatever version you can. Uh, both are very much worth it. The strategy guide is really good. It's pocket-sized. Um, it's kind of on the cheaper paper. I was hoping for more of a glossy stock so the the screenshots don't look that great. But it's pretty helpful. But then again, Atlas did put up the whole Demon's Souls wiki, wiki page, so you've always got that to fall back on. So it's not absolutely necessary. Um I like it for the collector purposes, so there you go. But either one's worth it. If they still have it, I would say go pick it up. And he also says, Did any of you play the Bionic Commando PlayStation 3 game? I think I may want to purchase it. I did just finish rearmed Yeah, I did just finish rearmed off the store (laughs) and it was good. But with no Hitler at the end, it's funny to see the old games and footage. Or would you recommend me to purchase Capcom Classics Remix and the old version of it? Is there any difference? Uh, I yeah, we we dabbled in the new one and you don't want to play. It was it. okay. If you can find it, it for under twenty bucks, I might recommend it. Sorta, sure. but it I wouldn't pay more than that. Up and that.
1: down, where you think it's a good game for about a half an hour, and then it just kicks you in the nuts. And then you mm-hmm. get past that section, then it's alright for a little while, and then it
2: kicks you in the other nut.
1: And I I don't need that. There's other games I can play.
2: Yeah. And uh, for the original arcade uh, Bionic Commando on Capcom Classics, it's a very, very different game than either of the other two. It's almost nothing like the original NES or Rearmed. In fact, it's not a very good game. So I would actually recommend purchasing Capcom Classics just because it's an awesome collection of great Capcom arcade games. But do not purchase it for Bionic Commando on there because you'll probably play it once and then never play that game again on it.
1: I would have to say Rearmed and is actually the best Bionic Commando ever made.
2: I agree. I, they did an incredible job remaking that. Uh, let's see. He ends with. I did just purchase Retro Game Challenge. I see that it's for DS, but other podcasts on VG Evil do like it. Did any, any of you play it? I did, yeah. and I think it's 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 really really good. Um, yeah. I'm kind of ashamed to say I never bought it. I game-flied it and sent it back. You know, I really liked it, but in the end I just kept turning to other games instead of playing it. Because I guess to the point and where you you, the you know, you're trying to get... you
1: telling me you have to buy this game, you have to buy this game.
2: Yeah. And I still want to really get it eventually. But it, I kind of... I, I wanted to support it because the sequel is supposed to be so much better. And I wanted to see that one here, but the publishers already pretty much said, yeah, we're probably not going to be bringing the sequel out. So then I'm just kind of like, well... And I played through so much of it when I game-flied it. I don't know, I just never felt like spending the money, but I really should go out and get that. So there you go. If yeah. you have a DS, it's totally worth buying. I'm kind of over scribble Scribblenauts now. I hate to say it. I still haven't played it. After hearing all the average reviews and the fact that it gets annoying, That I don't know if I'd like it. Uh,
1: I'll bring it down when we do extra life. You can borrow it for a while. I'm kind of over it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Last it, email. I think it'll.
2: Be, blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, go blah, blah. ahead. Go ahead. I don't need no. Go know. ahead. I'm drinking. Okay.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I'm not. <laughs> Hear that? It's empty. Son of a bitch. All right. Uh, last email from uh, Killzoner or JG92. Uh, is Demon's Souls being released in Europe? Seems like a fantastic RPG, and I want to play it badly. But Wikipedia says it is only out in North America and Japan. Any idea if it is being released? Epic show, by the way. He he already knows that this is an epic show. Oh my god, this is Uh, from JG92. I don't know. Is it being released in Europe? I haven't heard a thing.
2: Not currently. Um, Nobody has it for release. I don't, I might be dead wrong on this, but I don't think Atlas actually has a European office. So somebody else would have to pick it up, and right now, nobody has it scheduled. And I think Atlas USA has actually come out and said, like, we hope somebody does, but we have no control over it. So I'm going to say this. If you European listeners want it right now, import it, because the other thing about it is that it's using different servers than the Asian and Japanese versions are. I don't yeah. know for sure if like somebody picked it up for Europe if they'd have their own European servers or maybe they would just like license with Atlas to piggyback off those. But if you get it, you can actually play on the U.S. servers now with like all of us. So not that it's like a, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like a passively multiplayer game. It's not exactly like you know everybody teaming up like an Uncharted or anything. No, but okay. it's still enough, cool enough to have Demon the Souls online talk. stuff. That's enough. You, you yeah. talked about it plenty. So there you go. Import it if you want it. If you can actually find it because apparently it's selling quite well, and that makes me incredibly happy.
1: I see. All right, you know what time it is. It's
0: <laughs> Trophy <Watch. laughs> All
2: right. You know what that was? That was another empty beer. Oh, my God. It's fucking late, and I'm a little toasted. <laughs>
1: All right, that's it. We're not doing Trophy Watch this week. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry,
2: guys. Like this is already a long show. We did the this interview least, before it, so we're running a little a late. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're fucked. I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed.
1: God, is it late? Oh my god. Oh god, it's late. All right. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing a Trophy Watch. Um. So next week, and this is funny because we were joking about how we've had interviews three weeks in a row. I am trying to get a, an interview set up for next week. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to try to get one. For uh, Ratchet and Clank, so nice. we'll see. I wouldn't count on it, uh, Martin. Uh, now we've heard promises from Martin before. But, uh, <laughs> Martin says he'll be on with us next week until uh, until his wife decides to go shopping or something. I don't know. So uh, you know, I guess look forward to Martin like we look forward to Martin, and uh, then we get you know let down like like being at the prom alone. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, next week, I don't know what the hell are we going to... Re- well, I'll review a need for speed shift. What are you going to... you going to review anything?
2: Um, maybe Thexter HD, I should... Or Thexter Neo. Uh, I've still got Digger HD. I need to play friggin' Warrior Crotch <laughs> so I can review that. Oh, yeah. too. And uh, finally, a- E 7, because I've been neglecting that.
1: You motherfucker. You know how much I spent on that game? I know.
2: Uh, Dude. Look at all the games I got to play. A, <laughs> put your bitching in. Uh, <laughs> and Marvel Ultimate Alliance.
1: See, yeah, there's a possibility, but I don't know because my sewer line just like collapsed and that's going to, oh God. But uh, there's a possibility that uh, maybe I'll be talking to PSP Go next week. Maybe.
2: Wow.
1: Possibly. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, yeah, so Need for Speed Shift, some other stuff that Mark said because I wasn't listening. And uh, we're going to get the hell out of here because we're real long. So definitely get out and check out Extra Life. Donate what you can, please. Uh, And, you know, set aside November 7th and 8th if you want to join us on Ustream. Uh, We're going to need all the help we can get to stay awake. Uh, I believe Circassic Gamer is doing theirs this weekend, but uh, we're a lot more fun than they are, trust me. So. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, plan it because maybe we'll even get some games going online. We'll all play together and that kind of stuff. But uh, get out there. I'm gonna try to get the the website set up uh, before Friday afternoon so that you'll see the different tiers out there for the raffle tickets. But we we're definitely doing this. And uh, like I said, you know, you can get a $250 PSP go for a lot less. So uh, you get mm-hmm. that chance. So until next week, Mark. Any parting
2: words? Bleh. exactly. Go play That was me games. puking a rainbow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Barfing a rainbow, dumbass.
2: Barfing a rainbow.
4: I, um, yeah, it's weird that I'm a stand up comic. I've been doing comedy 11 years, which is pretty wild. I, uh, it's weird that I'm a comic because, like, I'm not a very good storyteller, like, in my day to day life, like, in social situations. Like, I always tell you had to be there stories all the time. You know, like, when you tell a story and you totally had to be there for it to be funny, but, like, you don't know that until, like, you're halfway through telling it. You're just talking, and in your head, you're like, this story's bad. And you just keep telling it? That's the worst. You're like, abort story, abort. I always do that. And then what I do is I panic, and I'll, like, embellish it at the end to try to save it. You ever do that to spice up the story? Try to make it interesting really quick? But my only problem is I embellish it way too much so it's not believable at all. I'll be talking to my friends. I'm like, oh, you guys. He should have been there Saturday. Yeah, Steve and I were at the bar and we were so hammered, and this guy came up to us. He was like, Hey, do you know where the bathrooms are? And Steve's like, No. <laughs> right in the guy's face. And the guy's like, You don't? And Steve's like, No, dude. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. And uh, it was so funny. And uh, so then Steve fucking stabbed him. <laughs> And your friends are like, what? Steve stabbed somebody? And you have to go with it? You're like, yeah, in his face. It was crazy. It was so violent. Oh, my God. I've known that guy my whole life. Yeah, he's fucked up, man. Don't drink with Steve anymore. He stabs people. I saw him do it. He's crazy. He's a crazy person.